Hello all you sad sack of shits that are still pissed off that Paper Mario the Thousand Year Door didn't make it out of round one. Welcome back to the only place where that would happen, Miku's Crackhouse. I'm your host as always, Sam Kingma, and join me, of course, my best friend and co-host, Miles J, as well as Tom from Second Look on YouTube. With the second half of our Nintendo Madness Bracket. If you were with us last week, we knocked out 32 games of the 64. Just got through round one, took us about three hours. In this episode, we're going to be actually knocking out the rest of the games, deciding what is, in fact, the best Nintendo game. Let's make it happen. Now, before we get into further rounds, I did want to take a second, because it has been a week for other listeners. It's been five minutes for us, or five, ten minutes for us. I want to take a second to remember the Fallen. Those who could not make it out of round one, who could not make it out of pools. Everyone salute. Everyone salute. Animal Crossing New Horizons. Mario Kart 64. New Super Mario Brothers Wii. Super Mario 3D World. F-Zero. Earthbound. Kirby's Return to Dreamland. Yoshi's Story. Mario Tennis Aces. F-Zero GX. Kirby 64. Metroid Prime 2 Echoes. Kirby's Epic Yarn, The Legend of Zelda Twilight Princess, The Ouija's Mansion, Metroid. How long is this Gotta song? scroll, hold on, keep going, I gotta, I gotta, keep going, keep going. Arms, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, The Legend of Zelda, Super Mario Odyssey, Super Mario Maker 2, Pikmin 2, Donkey Kong Country 2, Nintendo Land, Metroid Prime, <laughs> Smash Brothers Ultimate, Smash Brothers Brawl, Kirby Superstar, Donkey Kong 64, Mike Tyson's Punch Out, Mario Kart Double Dash, and Paper Mario the Thousand Year Door. Okay, thanks. Semper right. Fidelis to all I, I our armed forces. The rest Miles fucked himself because the song's like two measures long. I forgot how they went. No one sings it to that one. I actually forgot the other half of Amazing Grace. Anyways. Now that we've remembered the Fallen, it's time to get into round two of the Nintendo Madness bracket. Starting all the way back in Quadrant A, the matches for this round in the Quadrant A are going to be Super Metroid versus Super Mario RPG, Fire Emblem Path of Radiance versus Super Paper Mario, Star Trek 64 versus The Wind Waker, and Donkey Kong Country Returns versus Ocarina of Time. Ooh. All the way at the top... Probably the, 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 the easiest to decide on, Super Metroid versus Super Mario RPG. This is an example of a couple of rounds we've had in, in the previous round, where, where one both games are, are good, in both games very good, but one is so significantly better than the other that it's like kind of no contest. Yeah, it's unfair. Yeah, like Super Mario RPG just got fucked. But that's why these brackets are fun, and that's why I wanted to do it in a bracket format because you have to make tough choices like this. Yeah. And you have to decide what what needs to live and what needs to get exiled to the fourth dimension. And I think Mario RPG is good, but like Super Metroid is fucking great. Mar Mario RPG is great. Super Metroid is a masterpiece. And I think that's the that's that's the 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 gap that we're doing. I don't think anyone would disagree. Uh, Super Metroid's already been fucking selected. It's going on to the Sweet 16, but does anyone have any, like, last thoughts? <laughs> does anyone have they any final say? words before we exile Super Mario RPG? I want a final smash for Geno. Put him in. It's just gonna be Geno World. 
And it's gonna and it it's gonna have a percentage of an insta kill. It's gonna be genuine. You know what I genuinely wanted in in like ultimate? Them like give us Mallow just to piss every oh, Geno fan off. That would be so good. Give us Mallow because a he probably would be a pretty cool fighter. No, he's, Mallow like, would actually be powers. awesome. And like you, he can a cloud and he can float. Like there's cool shit there. Here's 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 the thing. His spot dodge would be he would jump out of his pants. Oh, he would he would like dope. split in I half. Yeah, he would split in half and he would jump out of his own pants. And so people be, would miss, and it'd be it would be sick. That'd be oh fuck, that'd be awesome. Yeah, and and of course, like his his final smash would be Shocker, which is his big lightning bolt attack. Yeah, or or he'll cry and make it rain. I don't know, and like the rain. Yeah, does it's damage. just yeah, it, it, it. like very very fun shit you can do. It's with, like with oh that Gino, what's he got? Bullets, A gun. Yeah, gun. But uh, but but yeah, no Mario RPG is a cute game. I've never beat it. I'd get about halfway through and get about to like Bruiser, and then I'd kind of fall out of favor with. It. I'd just be like, I'm done. You mean you mean a uh, booster? Booster. Thank you. I'm sorry. Yeah. That that's my big issue with Mario RPG is is that is another game with a half life where where it sort of it holds your attention. It's charming until until eventually you're like, all right, all right, we're just kind of going through the motions. Like there's no real developments other than Mallow finding his parents. Um, and and kind of halfway through the game, once you get Peach, like it 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 just becomes like, all right, now finish the game. You've done you've done all the 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 interesting things we've done with this concept. You've you've yeah. you've seen the new world. You've met the new characters. Um. You got Peach and Bowser. You're fighting with Bowser. Uh, okay, now just finish the game. And it's like, it's it's great. It's a great game. But Super Metroid from start to end is just this engaging experience. You can finish it in three hours and you get to see a whole lot of, of, of a unique planet. And there's a lot of great design elements in that game. I was talking to a friend of mine recently where the way that the game signposts versus secrets, because both things are... Most things that you have to do are signposted by... Uh, items that you want to pick up. Yeah. Oh, there's a missile here. Oh, and behind the missile, there's a there's a, a you know a, a tunnel I'm gonna crawl through. But when you find a secret, you get more than one upgrade. There's gonna be at least two missiles at every dead end. Um, mm-hmm. and that's kind of the the uh, it 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 makes for a really interesting game. Uh, to to play in 100 and to figure out all the secrets of because it's just that it's very smartly laid out. Um, and I and I think it it's a it's a great example of just Nintendo being very good at knowing what what you need um, because you you need that golden path, but at the same time you have all these strange weird aliens and these strange rooms you're not going to see if if you're you know if you're not going everywhere and doing everything. And so depending on the experience you do, you're you're going to get either a very immersive planet or you're going to just burn through only a handful of areas and and the variability of ways you can play the physics the skill ceiling it, all of it is just really fascinating and, and brilliant uh and and it has a great ending yeah, super marvel g is a great game i should be happy to made it this far but it's- honestly i mean hey like look at all the great games look at all yeah. the great games that got fucking axed in it, the it made first it round it, it made it to purdue should have been in nit like, in the first place but yeah. Like, hey, you made it to top 32, and in this tournament with this fucking panel, that's a fucking achievement. Oh, certainly. Next up on the list, we have Fire Emblem Path of Radiance versus Super Paper Mario. I gotta be honest, this is just a pure example of, like, of ignorance is probably winning out here. Yeah, I'm sorry, everyone. It's like, it's Super Paper Mario for me. I, I mean, I know you were, you're, you were the one who played Fire Emblem Path of Radiance. Do you want to make a case? No. I mean, here's the thing. I, I, yeah. like, I like the gameplay. I like the gameplay path of radiance because I like Fire Emblem. 
and I like it more than playing Super Paper Mario. But like the way I talk about Super Paper Mario is like like it's like my my fucking guts. It's like I committed seppuku and my fucking guts are spilling everywhere and, and there's yeah. just bile all over the floor because the way that 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 game hits me is so like it it, it I think it genuinely like changed me in, in a very positive way. It made me a better writer. It made me a more introspective person, you know, and it, it was a very formative game. And I think even if you're an adult, you're still going to get a lot of out of it. Path of Radiance, fantastic story, but it but does it does it hit the same? No, I don't think it's the same universal experience that Super Paper Mario is. Yeah, if only like I played this one, because if it was Radiant Dawn, the other like similar one, I would have more of a more of a fight because there's some fucking moments that hit hard in that game, too. God, when the mercenaries come back, like midway through the game, Mike's not even in it. It's whole new characters, and then they come back in this hype as fuck moment. Cause some cutscene, one of the coolest cutscenes in the Nintendo game ever, Radiant Dawn. And it, it, Ike's hype, Ike's great. The whole the mercenary guild comes back, but I, I don't know enough about Path of Radiance to to argue for it over. Paper There's some Mario. great moments in Path of Radiance too, yeah. but or Path, yeah, I said that right. There are some great moments in Path of Radiance. I'll never get as introspective about that game's statements, so to speak, as, as I do Super Paper Mario. I think, I think Path of Radiance is a great story and Super Paper Mario is a great experience and it, and it yeah. has a significant chance of changing you at least a little bit. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm definitely with Super Paper Mario on that, although I have nothing against Path of Radiance and also Super Paper Mario is just genuinely like a great game, like an excellent game in my book. It's, it's another example of, of, uh, th- this is where the bracket kind of uh starts to fall apart a little bit because we don't necessarily know everything on here yeah it, it, and, and definitely like going through it now that we're actually going through and talking about it, yeah there were definitely some some games that i probably would have cut from this list to replace with like fire emblem uh, uh radiant dawn is it yeah the wii one that's something that i would have i i probably would have you know replaced like one of the paper marios probably with honestly like Obviously, we're we're halfway through the fucking list. You can't change. Yeah, that we can't. Now. We can't regret it now. Paper Mario is timely, so it's fine. Yeah, yeah. I guess. Guess. Guess so. Uh, next up on the list is Star Fox sixty four versus The Wind Waker. I gotta go with Star Fox here, dude. I fucking love Star Fox. I'm I'm riding it as far as I can. I I will. T- I mean, here's the deal. I'll I'll help you. I'll help you Thank as God long as our interests align. You know, I'll I'll help I'll help you try to take down the fucking beast. You know, but um. The evil, the evil within is me. The evil within is fucking Ocarina of Time coming up. But like for now, the other Zelda game, Wind Waker. Like here's my deal. Like Star Trek sixty four has like no bad parts. Like Star Trek sixty four is like three hours across three different three hours total across three different playthroughs that you do. It's all good. It's all, it's all great, good, and all fun. It's great. That shooting feels great. There's, like, nothing else that plays, like, fucking Star Fox. It's weird. Like, nothing quite plays like it, uh, which always I got to respect. Where, like, Zelda Wind Waker, like... It's just another Zelda game. Yeah. We almost knocked it out last round. Yeah, like, it almost didn't even make it. Wind Waker's a game I feel okay about. I used to feel very highly about it when I beat the HD version, and then I sat in it more and more. And the GameCube version I've always had issues with. I think the sailing is too fucking slow. Um, I think a lot of the islands are wasted fucking space. It's big for the sake of being big, because it's GameCube. And I just... I'd rather have a tighter, linear experience like Star Trek 64, where all of it is a fucking banger. Miles, do you... Do you would you agree? Or... or, or... <laughs> I mean, it's it's hard because I, I just don't have the same love of 64 that everyone else does here. But at the same time, I, I know Wind Waker. 
I know Wind Waker enough to know, no, it's not better than 64. It's it's the game that I, I hold more value to as far as like what it says to me and what it does for me. But at the end of the day, it's like, am I really, am I, I mean, I've already lost, but am I really going to put Wind Waker above 64? Like the only reason I would is because I, I have played it more. Uh, so I, I accept defeat gracefully on this one. I, th- I think I think Star Fox 64 deserves the win. Absolutely. Even though I, I prefer Wind Waker personally. Yeah, I just I, I love I, and I I I can definitely I can definitely re- respect that Miles. I I just think like I understand why people like Wind Waker, but like as t- as fur as we further get in time and more Zelda games come That's out, the big thing, yeah. Like Wind Waker just is like not as special. Well, well, like that. That's the thing is like like I love Breath of the Wild. I love the way that game looks. But like I was thinking about it when I was playing Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask in, and I was like. I like the fact that these just look like the graphics of the time. You know what I mean? Like, they were just like, oh, this is what we can do. And I think Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask both still look good. They still I don't think those good. games look bad. Uh, but but it's like, they just looked like the graphics of the time with an art style that they could work with. And, and like, even the 3DS game, like, that just aged well. It just looks like a great game. You know, it's like versus Wind Waker, like, we've got cell shading at the time was not a big deal. And now all of these games are cell shaded, like Breath of the Wild is is a bloom infested nightmare um even though i, lo- I love how that game looks uh, just like wind waker was hd especially yeah, hd, HD, yeah, HD raw, especially. Oh. you you emulate the gamecube version with some mods and, and or something fuck it i mean here's the deal like you can you can get the wind waker gamecube running in native widescreen with hacks and stuff or not native widescreen, but you can get it running in, in like a forced widescreen with hacks and it looks pretty fucking good yeah uh, and it looks better honestly uh but like the quality of life shit in in Wind Waker HD is like what really matters. That game didn't need a graphical update, but that game needed quality of life, and the quality of life stuff is really hard to give up. Well, that's why I decided to put the original version of this here because I I think that that is the version a lot of people are going to remember, and that's the version people are going to judge the game on. Yeah, um, I think I think so too because I don't think I don't think both Wind Waker HD or Twilight Princess HD are ever going to get ported off off the Wii U. I just don't think that's going to happen. Probably not. No, they're so tired of um, the gamepad. Yeah, they well they are really tied to the gamepad in in a way that like Skyward Sword is never coming back. You know, it's like Yeah, well that's sort of the thing is like and I think and we'll get to Skyward Sword. I think it's actually in the next uh next it is, uh, quadrant. It is, believe it or not. Incredible. But like Skyward Sword <laughs> and I just want to make this point as we're talking about sort of the Zelda series as a whole like like as we get further and further on like I realize that all the games that weren't like Breath of the Wild suck. Like Ocarina of Time's awesome, but like Majora's Mask has like a ton of fucking problems and like Wind Waker like doesn't have any like excellent highs and just like some of the no just so the final boss low. is kind of the best moment in the yeah. game. I mean it's pretty fucking sick. Don't get me wrong, but like you got to play twenty hours, right? You know. Yeah, I, and that's the problem is it's one of those games that you go through once and it's surprising versus like well let's not talk too much about some of the other games, but like yeah we'll we'll get there. We'll get most of them are still it's one on the of those list, games so we'll that that you go through it once and it's it's a big surprise. But once you sort of know the twist, I think that's the big issue. Uh, I was reading an interview with Fumita Ueda, um, who was talking about Shadow of the Colossus, and he said, "I don't think that mysteries work that well for games." Because at the end of the day, players are going to play the game for the gameplay. And once they are, once they know the mystery and once they know what's coming on, are they still going to be able to play the game and enjoy it? Because ultimately, if you are compelled to find out the answer, once you know the answer, are you still compelled? Um, And so he said, I like the fact that most of my games, I start them out and I say, here's what's going to happen once you beat it. Mono is probably going to get revived. 
what happens after? I don't know, but Mona's probably going to get revived. We're going to tell you that up front. But does she die immediately after? Uh, does she become evil? Does she get possessed? Does everything end happily ever after? That's the real question. And I think the issue with Wind Waker is that it is so mystery-driven. Ocarina of Time, similar problem. Uh, and it's something that Majora's Mask always manages, uh, because Majora's Mask does not run into this issue. But we'll talk more about that. But, but the point is, like, all the highs of Wind Waker, unfortunately, are left in 2003. And sadly, I feel like we're going to be another 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 situation that we had uh, up top with a Super Metroid versus Mario RPG. Donkey Kong Country returns in the 10th seed versus the second seed Ocarina of Time. Oh, yeah. Another another situation where like like DKC returns is really fucking good, guys. Like, please play this game, whether you can whether you want not you want to emulate it or you want to get it on 3DS or, you know, whatever, or even play the original fucking Wii version. Play this fucking game. Like it's it it really is that good, especially if you got a kick out of Tropical Freeze on Switch. Returns is is just that, but just a little bit worse. Like it's it's like very very good, and it's such a great platformer. But like Ocarina of Time is is so fucking important to 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 just video games. I'm gonna save my talking points about Ocarina of Time for the point in which it really needs it, because it is probably gonna go up against something where it might even lose. But um, but uh, just Ocarina of Time is probably one of my favorite games ever or it definitely is one of my favorite games ever probably still is my personal favorite game even though i think breath of the wild is better and probably also my personal favorite game uh resident evil remake mgs3 like some of the greatest games of all time ocarina of time stands tall among the rest of them even today and i just replayed it like two fucking weeks ago and it still holds up so fuck you that was quadrant a next up quadrant b we got in the first seed Super Mario 64 versus the ninth seed Super Mario Brothers on the Nintendo Entertainment System. In the fifth seed, we got Super Mario Bros. Super Mario World 2 Yoshi's Island versus Skyward Sword, which is in the 13th seed. In the sixth seed, we got Pikmin 3 versus the 14th seed Wii Sports. And we have Splatoon in the seventh seed versus Paper Mario N64 in the second seed. Okay. Back up at the top, the hardest. This one's going to kill you, I know. The hard. This is no, no joke. I, I don't think there's going to be anything that... That rivals the decision we're gonna have to make for the rest of the for the rest of this. What is the better game? What is the game we push forward in this list? It's Mario sixty four, an incredibly influential game for for three D, and almost has just as much merit as Mario Brothers in that in that sense, or Super Mario Brothers, the fucking one that started it all, the the motherfucker that turned games into art into a real medium that people give a shit about. And that love and that we owe everything to this game. You this, know? this is what we call Sophie's choice in the business. We, we, we are either going to give Super Mario 64 the baby to the Nazis and keep the older one. Or we're not going to do either of those. But either way, Super Mario Bros. or Super Mario 64 might die somewhere else along the line. I, I feel so. I'm just so. I, I'm just. I'm like so. Like my breath has been taken. That I have to make this fucking decision. Here's what I think this is going to come down to. I think Tom is going to have to go first because we don't I don't know his opinion. I'm going to need to think on mine. I think I've made my decision, but I I want I do. Tom, you want to hear first. okay? the voice of reason. No, no. Hit us. How how do you do this? It's like, who wants to be the first one to say it? I'm fine with that. My only experience with Super Mario 64 is DS. So. Which is a version I like. That was my introduction. I, I don't that like game. that version, personally. I like that version a lot. I like the classic version more. 
Just I, I I like replaying that more, but the DS has a lot of merit. I think. I think I I think like because this is the crack house, it's the Miku's crack house, and we're not forty five. To us, sixty four is like more resonant with our generation of like uh, the new innovative step forward for gaming than the original. Yeah. Uh, now, now, Tom, let me ask you, how old are you? Uh, 22. 22, okay. I'm 23, Miles is 24. We're all Zoomers. And I, I sound I sound like a 21-year-old. No, I sound like a 14-year-old, fuck it. Mario 64 is millennial shit. Yeah. Like, it's definitely, like, millennial shit for sure. Yeah, it's only even a little before, yeah. Uh, but, like, still, and that, I mean, the Mario 64 came out in 96, same year that... Miles is born, but the people who would have grown up with it when it came out, little, little older. Yeah, that's a millennial game, certainly. I, I didn't play it until I was 10 years old on the, the Wii Virtual Console. Yeah, I ended up getting on the Wii Virtual Console later on down the down the line. But but DS was my initial sort of introduction to the world of that game. And then I went back and replayed 64. And honestly, I kind of want to give it to 64. Really? Because really? when I when we get down to the brass tacks, as far as like, cultural is like because because we could take this in a lot of directions right what's the more important game which is obviously mario brothers right right but unlike the previous round in which mario brothers was going up against f-zero gx which is a great game on the gamecube great racing game on the gamecube one of the great arcade racers on the gamecube mario 64 has a lot of cultural merit as well, oh, certainly, that I think is is very close to what Mario Brothers because what Mario Brothers did for gaming, Mario sixty four did for gaming in three D. The whole reason we call it the camera is because of fucking Lakitu holding a camera to give you the player who's never played a game in three D before. Hey, here's how you're able to see the world in three D. That's a good point. I because because we before we called it perspective. Yeah. The game's perspective is in that's 3D, and now it's like, yeah, no, you can pan the camera as opposed to pan it's the view. It's a camera, and, and, that's, and that is a phrase that is, you like, every video game review is There's not a single person who doesn't camera. say, who doesn't call it the camera. And that's just one thing, too. This popularized the fucking analog stick, which was a huge move forward in fucking... It popularized the hub world. The hub world? Peach's Castle's iconic. There's no one level... Yeah. And, and and I th- and I think like in the same way that Mario's sprites iconic, I think Mario the Mario's model in Mario 64 is extremely iconic. I think there's a lot of stuff, there's a lot of merit to Mario 64. And when it comes down to culturally, when Mario Mario Brothers edges it out just a little bit, then we have to look at the the games. And I love both those games to death, but like I have more fun with Mario 64 because okay. It's just got more interesting movement. I think it's a. Re- I think the game's skill ceiling is so cosmically fucking high that Mario Brothers, while it does have a high skill ceiling, depending on how crazy you want to get Mario sixty four, I I just think it is like a is like a more fun game, and that's a hard choice for me to make. But when I sit down and I think about it and I listen to my heart. And I think about it with my brain and say it with my guts. It's Mario 64. I think we're like speechless at that, at that, <laughs> that analysis right there. Uh, where's the yeah, offering because, basket? 
because here's the thing like i i was gonna say super mario bros i think for me it came down to game design i think that Mm -hmm. mario 64 as an experiment is is just like you can't hold it in as high esteem in all of its sorts of points you can only really kind of complement the movement and the creativity of the scenarios um and to me game design will age significantly better than mario 64 as far as the like the way that that game functions, but at the same time, I I think if you sat me down and were like, "Do you want to play Super Mario Bros. or Super Mario sixty four? I would re- prefer to play sixty four. And and I want to and I I want to hit on the point you made because you bring up a very very good point about how the Super Mario Brothers will will always have like a timeless like perfection to it for sure, but like Mario sixty four is twenty four years old. And the fact that it's still really fucking fun to play when there are so many other third-person platformers that have come out on the PS1, on the N64, fuck, even a year or two ago, that feels so fucking sloppy and shitty that's that's i think the big thing is that is that like t- uh, t- even today it's still- i'm impressed excellent excellent and you can't say because that's the thing is we said you made this point with shovel knight and it's a really great point 2d pixel art shit is always going to have a fucking advantage over stuff that uses models or or uses either models or whatever the newest tech is right right it's always going to have an advantage because pixel art has has gone from what we did because this is how we get this to work to this is an artistic choice that we're making for our game. And Mario 64, I, I, I think, still looks fucking great. Again, like, l- really take a look at some gameplay of the of the of the PC port of the native PC port. Oh, my God. Like, it, like, yeah, it's all low poly. And yeah, not everything's a model. Some shit's pixels. But like. I think it just still looks so good. I think it still looks good, and it still has an aesthetic all its own that I think is valuable, and I think people really resonate with and care about. It, it's it, it's tough, and like I, it's hard. Like it's a hard decision. You ever see Twelve Angry Men? Uh, no. Great film. We've talked about this on the fucking show like two weeks ago. Yeah, great film. But I I was thinking about like the fact that like by the end of Twelve Angry Men, it's just like people quietly sitting in a room like really fucking thinking about like the weight of the choice that they're about to make and how flippant they were before like we we sent like we sent mario rpg to the electric chair in six seconds and like now it's like we have to decide who lives and who we cast zap on and i'm like not ready to make that choice and i'm i'm fucking i'm I'm not ready to make that choice but we but we to. gotta do it. We, we gotta do to, it. We gotta make a choice, right? And and I I think I'm actually gonna give it to Super Mario Bros. I'm gonna I'm gonna give it to Super Mario Bros. Because even though I like 64 more and I like the way that that game moves and and feels and plays, I just respect the game design of of Super Mario Bros. so much more because while no one had written the book in 3D at the time, and I'm I'm just gonna say some. Actually, I'm gonna work through my process here, cause cause one thing I love about 64 is how smartly designed the 3D arenas are, cause they are arenas, they're rings. Yes. Everything yes. is a ring with multiple tiers and multiple forms of elevation. It's as vertical as it is horizontal, and every world it's a big ring with something in the center or some sort of centerpiece that 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 grounds the entire world. Lethal Lava Land around a volcano, shifting sandland around a pyramid. Um, you know, bomb on battlefield around a spiral mountain. 
uh, obviously Womp's Fortress, Round of Fortress, and you're just constantly ascending. Um, and then there's some really creative fucking uses, like Tall, uh, Cool Cool Mountain, which you're going down. And, and technically speaking, that level is not just surrounded by a pillar, but also a slide. Um, yeah, and, and there, there's things inside and outside of everything. It's not just like, like you're, like, you're going through doors, inside of things, outside of things, finding secrets. Um, I, I think that game's 3D game design and, and how smart it is at 3D is so genius. But, but that's sort of really it. Like, it was a 3D game. And, 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 oh, and the movement. The movement's fantastic, too. But, uh, but the, uh, I'm with you. It's just the, it's just the fact that it still hits when almost every other game from that era oh doesn't fucking hit falters. it falters like do you remember when the crash bandicoot remake came out yeah and guess what i actually booted that game up and i played like an hour of of the first game and i was like this is fine but like oh my god compare crash to mario 64 it is nothing we're, we're dealing with we're dealing with fucking kings and peasants here well it's, it's like when people even people talking about banjo kazooie and how great that game is i'm like i'm sorry but like banjo kazooie like Watch a Banjo-Kazooie speedrun, and it's so much more boring. Uh, someone, I think it was Crit Points, pointed this out, who said, the amount of relevant states in Mario 64 that you can use to traverse a single 3D environment is incredible. Um, and it's not just because you're, you're doing, you know, it's not just like Banjo-Kazooie where it's like, look at all the axes I can move on. It's like, no, every jump that you make goes in a different direction and ultimately gets you to a different point in the level. And and uh, and and the amount of relevant states are changed by the number of scenarios that involve going up the same areas, but at the same time, uh, trying to get somewhere new and somewhere else. Um, and and I was I was thinking a lot about like the difference between uh, TikTok Clock, where TikTok Clock yeah. is, I think, the best level in the game, in my yeah. opinion. Wow, really? You, what, what 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 do you think? I, I mean, for oh, it's, that's a, that's another tough choice for me. Like as far as like. Everyone hates my fucking favorite stage, so I'm not gonna fucking say it. Is it Rainbow Ride? No, fuck it's fucking Wet Dry World. Oh, oh what well, do you like about Wet Dry World? I think yeah, that really. the world's interesting. I what I like about Wet Dry World is I really like the fact that there's like a that unlike any other level in the game, like the the elevation in which you enter the painting determines the the beginning state of the level. Oh, shit, yeah. which is awesome. Or what about Tiny Huge Island? Tiny Huge Island. I, I don't like because of the 100 coin mission, but, like, the gimmick is good. The gimmick is good. I was I was just about to say, like, it is actually brilliant that they thought about, I'm going with Super Mario 64. I'm, I'm going with Mario 64. Because I was just thinking about the fact that, like, at the end of the day, like, you know, Miyamoto, he made Donkey Kong. You know, he made he made arcade games before. Like, ultimately, while Super Mario Bros. turned games into art, I have to compliment the fucking intellect and creativity of leaping into 3D and saying, here are all the cool things we can do with a Z-axis. And, and the fact that now our Y-axis doesn't just go up, but it, it, it goes up and forward, and it goes up and backwards, and it goes up and sideways. Um, and, and the fact and, that, the, in that they were able to... That Mario 64 came out in a fucking world in which 3D was not really established yet. It was just getting off the fucking ground. And it's like, yeah, here's this full 3D space, and, and and here's all the stuff you're able to do in it. And then you look at any other, any other fucking 3D game at the time, and it's night and fucking day. None of those games hold up except for Mario 60 fucking four. Well, there's not even that immersive element. Do you remember how you start out Mario 64 with no music in a courtyard and you hear birds chirping? Do you remember when in 2014 Call of Duty was like, 
in this game, fish swim away from you when you swim at them. And Mario 64 did that! <laughs> it just, there's so much, there's so much to, to beauty to Mario 64. And like, Super Mario Brothers is like such a phenomenal fucking game. And like the points you're making, Miles, I think are nothing but excellent, excellent fucking points. But I, I just, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta give it a 64. This is a, this is a list about Nintendo at their best, right? Yeah. This is a list of us deciding Nintendo at their finest. And I think if we're talking about that, the ability to essentially codify and explore something so new and do it so well while maintaining its identity um, and, and the ability to get as creative as they do with certain ideas that might not be that intuitive to a regular yeah. game designer. Uh, I talk about this a lot. Do you, you know the hire this man meme? Yes. Where like some guy makes a thing in, Un in Unreal 4. And and like it looks like and all shit. the comments are are like no I, here's the deal I think people people shit on the creator too fucking much no it's they cool shit on that the creator too it. much I think we need to shit on the con like the people who comment that the yeah. comments who say Nintendo hire this man yeah like because because what they're usually doing they're they're making something in Unreal Four which means they probably know a thing or two about game design and about designing three you know things they're in just a 3D making space. something that's cool that they think is cool or interesting yeah and it's, it's the comments who are like my this like oh this unreal Four. it's the comments who are like oh this unreal four thing is like so cool and it looks so great or whatever nintendo hired this man because th those are the people we, we need to be making fun of the person actually making the unreal four thing i just think is genuinely cool i think what he's made is is cool or at the very least interesting uh, not not to sound derogatory or anything but they probably know what they're what they're they're what they're making what their product is they're and just like, like theorizing, like, hey, yeah. here's what we take Ocarina of Time and give it like Unreal 4 assets. Here's what it might look like. Yeah. I appreciate them and I appreciate them doing that. I think they get a lot of shit because of the meme, but the meme really is about the commenters. It, it is about the commenters. But but I was thinking, I, I said to someone recently because someone was like, well, why don't they just hire that man? Like they might as well give him a job, you know, because he made something. And I said, because if you gave uh, someone like that a fan game, right, if you if you gave them an official game. They would make Ocarina of Time again. The higher this man guy would never make Breath of the Wild. And I think the higher this man guy, if they said make a 3D Mario, they would never make Mario 64. And I think that is the biggest point, is that only the mind but at Nintendo, only those people who see, like, fucking Crash Bandicoot. It's like, uh, it's basically a fucking 2D platform where you move side to side. There's really nothing that special about, about the way Crash does 3D. But Mario 64, those, that, that was a game by brilliant minds who had nothing to work with. And, they, and they, they said, let's just go for it. Let's make something so new and so interesting that shows off the possibility space of 3D. And even nowadays, it still stands tall. I'm giving it to Mario 64. But I need to hear from Tom. I need to hear from Tom before we make a decision on yeah. this. Cause, cause we could still turn. You could turn us. Fuck it. No, no. I mean, I almost fucking turned. Like, you know, like it's, it, it's a tough. Like, I mean, this is a tough. I mean, this is the, probably the hardest thing we'll ever will do. Probably this. Probably. This. I fucking wavered like ten times here. Uh, like if, then I was thinking like Mario sixty four. Where does it stand in Mario three D like pantheon? Like Sunshine Galaxy. Would I would I rate those above it? You know. But then Miles just goes on this amazing like tear. And also Sam earlier, we're killing Mario Brothers. I think that that's that actually might be one of the saddest, one of the saddest choices I've ever made. But and, and let's just let's just say if.
Yeah, it's like, if anyone, blame blame the fucker, play the dumbasses at Metacritic that ranked Super Mario Brothers. I mean, it's ninth seed, like a 7.8. Oh, fuck that. That's a real crime. Hold on, hold on, that's not right. That's, I'm sorry, I fucked up. There's no way that's right. There's no way that's right. Hold on, ninth seed. 8.6, I'm sorry, it's 8.6. It's one of the 28.6s. Okay. 8.6 plus 8.7 games. That that's that's the thing is like I blame them I blame them for making us do that but at the end of the day I just want to say I think we all love and respect Super Mario Bros. We're not coming at this from a Zoomer perspective of like oh it's so old games old, old and dated like no I think all of us still think that game is somewhat cutting edge in a way. I mean, did you not hear what I said in the in the last step last week about Mario Brothers? Certainly, certainly. But but if someone's game? listening for the first time, I just want to say up front like. I think we all, you said it best, Mario Bros gets a lot of credit, and it's still not enough. Um, but but I, I think I think because this is a bracket of not just Nintendo games, but what really represents Nintendo, and what we think represents them at their best, Super Mario 64 is Nintendo at its best. Not in terms of game design, but in terms of what they can do as a company. This is, this is a moment that defines, if, if Shigeru Miyamoto died, God forbid. Yeah. If Shigeru Miyamoto died, I, I honestly think not just Super Mario Bros. would be his legacy, but I think his legacy of fucking making 3D games as much of an art form as 2D, I, I think will probably, will probably, it's hard to say, because I think Super Mario Bros. is his, is his, like, most relevant achievement, but I think that will be the thing that he leaves this world doing that mattered the most. Yeah, I, I would, I would, I would have to say the same, man. I, I think it's. It's fucking both are masterpieces. Both are absolute must plays. Look at what people right now like to play. They like to play big ass 3D games that cost a fuck ton of money and look nice and have a shit ton of frivolous details. Like if it weren't for Mario 64, I think a lot of games would not have done 3D as smartly as they have. And and if you like like if if you're like oh the Last of Us is so vertical if you're one of those fucking weirdos who says that because I do know people who say that Dark Souls level design you know any anything you like that is a 3D game like Mario 64 really did help is, that come into being the reason that it, it fe- looks and feels like it do- like those games do despite all being radically different games could all still play like medieval glad we did that. You know, 25 minutes later, however long that fucking took. Glad we were able to, to come to a, a good agreement there. Is the next one going to be a fucking blowout now? Uh, the, oh, the next one's definitely a blowout. Yoshi's Island versus Skyward Sword. Yoshi's Island 5th seed, Skyward Sword 13th seed. Yoshi's Island for sure. Give a little, you want to give a fucking eulogy, Miles, for Skyward Sword? Skyward Sword deserved to be better. Uh, and it's not. But the My, Wiimote's fun. And yeah. I like the story. Well, well, uh, I think the story's kind of good. The time shift stones and the, the desert world. That's pretty awesome. New idea that Zelda's never done before in real time, like the two different worlds. But then they make you re-backtrack through every single world for the whole two-thirds of the game afterwards. So I'll I'll say this about about Skyward Sword. I just from like a because Skyward Sword's a game like I I played eight hours of it. I was like this sucks. Uh, <laughs> I, I've beaten be it so, three times, I believe. So not to, not not to be not to be so flippant, but like more from like a like a cultural perspective. Like I think even like Yoshi's Island wins out because if we look back in fifteen years from now in the year twenty thirty five when we're still doing Crack House. Hope the fucking well maybe right when we're fucking forty we're doing <laughs> Miku's crack as of forty, and we look back at all the Zelda games and everything that's come after in the future that we don't even know about and before, 
Skyward Sword is going to be the least talked about, least considered game just because it is a fucking gimmick. The whole game is yeah, based and, on and a, you'll never on be able to play out, it again. An out, a completely out, a, a gimmick that was outdated years after, that was out gimmick years before it even came out. This like this might sound odd, but I'm I'm gonna make a quick comparison. Yeah, sure. Yeah, you you know people who are like born today and they never got a chance to play Duck Hunt because they don't have a light gun. Yeah, it's gonna be the exact same thing. People who are born now, Zoomers, right? Zoomers yeah. might become people who appreciate game history. They're going to be the kind of people like us who go back and play Doom. Um, and they're going to say, man, I want to play Skyward Sword, but I don't have the peripherals in the same way that I would love to play Duck Hunt. But goddamn, I can't find a light gun or like a lot of like you want to play Typing of the Dead. You don't have a Sega keyboard like Skyward Sword is going to be that game soon. But yeah, and, and like in there's yeah, there's just like in the way like that the specific system and stuff stuff work. There's just like no way, and and we're gonna get to the next. I mean, spoilers for coming up. Like Wii Sports is a game we're gonna be debating next. Yeah, like Wii Sports is sort of a similar issue. And honestly, every game on the fucking Wii, even fucking even games that people don't think a lot about that for having a lot of motion, like Mario Galaxy, Mario Galaxy Two. I went back and replayed Mario Galaxy when I dusted off that Wii U a couple months ago. Played about 10 stars, and I said, wow, I was shocked at how fucking dated that game felt just because it's all waggle. All the motion shit is bullshit in that fucking game and doesn't need to be there. And But, but it is because it's the fucking Wii, and I think a lot of Wii games are going to be forever tainted by that um, going forward in these kinds of discussions so yeah and yoshi's island i mean i was kind of shitting on yoshi's island the round before but again you, you really were you were just like mad about it I, i'm just yeah, i'm just kind of mad on that game just in general no it doesn't deserve to advance especially over yoshi's island a game that is so it's deep. actually good yeah well it's so, <laughs> it's it's so deep good. and like such an impressive like it, it really is super an impressive, dark it's super dark it's it's really an impressive like effort as far as like all the little things that make a platformer great like like Use of sub pixels and like short hops versus high hops and and the the two different control schemes like having to switch grips. Um, it it really is. It, it's a treat for the fingers. It really is. And and uh and you just can't say the same about Skyward Sword, a game that is basically Simon Says. Next uh, uh lineup is Pikmin Three in the sixth seed versus Wii Sports as I said in the fourteenth seed. Huh. This is actually a little harder than I thought because we we talked so much about the wonderfulness of Wii Sports last time. Yeah, that why why we I sold it too hard. Now you that I I want to I want to backtrack like a little bitch because I like Pikmin three. And now we have to talk about Pikmin three. And I I part of me wants to give it to Wii Sports because of our sort of mission to kind of represent Nintendo at its best. But I I think Pikmin three is it, there is a case to be made that that is also Nintendo at its best. And I'm gonna try to make that I'm gonna try to make that case before I get it before I go on a, a fucking another monologue. Tom, I want, I need to hear from you, brother. How you, how, how, where you, where you standed right now at Pikmin Three versus Wii Sports? By the leverage, a massive critique at Pikmin Three um, is that you have to fucking switch between your normal controller and the gamepad constantly to like plan out the three different leaders because you have to. It only lets you control the map through the gamepad. And for a while, you want. But you can the, play the game with the gamepad. Oh, no, you play with the Wii Mote. That's how you. You know, that's how Pikmin's at the best. You point a control. When you when it launched, you could not play on the gamepad with the touchscreen. That was a year or two, maybe two years after it came out, which maybe saw some things. 
Hold, hold on. Okay. So, and please, please correct me because I want to make sure I get your point right. Basically, your your point is saying that Pikmin Three is a is a fucking pain in the ass if if you choose to play with, with like a Wiimote nunchuck because you still you're still ball and chained to the to using the tablet for routing exactly. your other NPCs. So, I so I played Pikmin Three twice. The first time I played it was with Wiimote nunchuck combo with my TV. On my on my uh, motion shit all fucking set up and I did and I did that and I had my Wii U on the table and I did that and it was like it was all right. Then like a year later, I just went back and I just played the game on the tablet and I gotta be honest, I I was fun. It was fine. I had no issues. Well, yeah, where I was going with it is like the touchscreen. I think saved the game. Yeah, and I and I I want to say say this specifically just about the the control scheme because I I mean because here's the deal. I've played New Play Control Pikmin One and I've played Pikmin One on GameCube. I gotta be honest. It's not that big of a deal to me. I know it's a big deal for some people, but I can play Pikmin on GameCube just fine. And the thing with Pikmin 3 is Pikmin 3 has a great mode. Basically, Pikmin 3 introduces a lock-on that really helps with some of the uh, precision elements that you still use when you have the Wiimote Nunchuck. You still use that because that's how you get the Pikmin all the charge at a boss or an enemy to kill them really fast before the bulb orbs eat your Pikmin or whatever. And I will say this, like, I, I think you're, the point you're making is valid. Like that is a pain in the, that is a pain in the ass way to play. And argue, if we're just talking, arguing semantics, that's, that's uh, probably the best way to play just because like, you can't beat the motion of this versus, you know, what you're able to do with the stick. But I think playing it with a stick and just playing it with the gamepad by itself where you do everything on the gamepad and you control all uh or Alf and Brittany and Charlie with like the left stick and you uh move the right stick to change the reticle. I, I thought it was fine. Like I thought it would played actually pr- pretty well like that. And I was shocked because I thought the same way that I was like, oh you're not gonna be able to play this but the will, fucking just the gamepad. Yeah. And it ended up working out. So that that's my counter to, to well, that. Well, you know, that argument was mostly devil's advocate because I think I would pick Pikmin three over Wii Sports. Another uh, but it also is too easy. There's too, you have too much fruit backlog in Pikmin Three. That's that's my other thing is that if the I I think the difficulty of that game is borked. It's like you have 500 days of reserves in your fruit. Yeah, yeah, I'm like I'm like with you. I I mean my thing is this is like the thing is this in Pikmin One you have 30 days. That's it. You'll never hit the 30 day. You'll never. I don't think on your on your first playthrough you might make it to the early 20s. Your very first playthrough, no guy, you don't know what the fuck you're doing. You might make it to early 20s. Because that's the thing is, in order to get to the last level of the game, which in order to unlock levels, you need ship parts. It tells you how many ship parts you need. In order to even unlock the last level of the game, you need all the ship parts. The last item of the game, obviously, is optional because you need all the ship parts to get to the last level. Obviously, it's optional. So therefore, like you're going to get there. You're not going to fucking fail uh, Pikmin 1. Pikmin 3 is like the same shit, just like with different skin. It's like, you have as many days as you have fruit. And they do pull a great stunt two-thirds of the way through the game where Louis steals all your yeah, fruit. that is good. And you go from having a stockpile of 20-plus days to, oh, fuck, if I don't get something today, my game is over. And it, and it becomes like a... And you feel it. Like, you feel like, oh, sh- this is fucked. Like, this is fucked. I, I sort of wish that they they actually played that up a lot longer. Personally, uh, me too. I wish it was hard. I wish 
I, I think appeal. Uh, uh, I wish picking was harder. Period. You you proposed a, a a mode, an optional mode where everyone drinks their own share of juice as opposed to one. That's bottle. what I would have liked. Is like a hard mode where it's like okay, like same same plan action except that instead of only doing one juice, it's okay when you have two party members for that first week. It's two juices, and then once you get Charlie. Oh, you get more movement options and you can do more stuff, but oh, you need an extra juice now for Charlie. Yeah. That's what I would have liked as like a hard mode option. Or just the main game, I think, would have been just fine. Yeah, and I think it would have been honestly just as fucking easy. Uh <laughs> Pikmin's not hard. Uh Pik Pikmin one is a little hard. Yeah. Pikmin two is absurd and I don't like it. Um I think I think that game's dungeons are a fucking nightmare. Well the well the the balancing of Pikmin two is also fucked up because of the purple Pikmin. It, it, my, my thing with Pik Pikmin 2 is like Pik Pik there's no loose state in Pikmin 2 yeah mm. there's a loose like whether or not you're gonna hit it there's a loose state in Pikmin 1 and there's a loose state in Pikmin 3 you're not gonna hit either of those but Pikmin 2 ain't got shit Pikmin, Pikmin 2 if you wanna be there for 150 fucking days just collecting the first 100,000 poke coin you gotta make or whatever the fuck it is like you're good like you're, you can you have as long as it takes um which it, it, I mean, that's how they designed the game. And again, we talked about it earlier. That's why I didn't make it on. I missed the fucking point. But Pikmin 3, it was, it, it was the point was that what they were trying to do. But like, I think the game is absolutely fucking beautiful. I think the balancing of the Pikmin is really great this time around because purple Pikmin fucking ruined the game. And also the white Pikmin also are, are a little fucky too, but to a less extent. Meanwhile, the rocks are great, but the rocks can't climb. And there are some enemies where the best way to defeat them is by throwing Pikmin, like red Pikmin, who are more powerful than the white, the yellows and the blues, who are more powerful uh, and can cling on and attack enemies that are airborne, where rocks can't do that. They hit once and they bounce off. They're better for some enemies and the other times the other Pikmin are better for those. And the I, flying I like Pikmin that, that are really useful, but they're Pikmin. weak as shit. I like that flying Pikmin uh, can go over water and they can, they can collect high things, but they're hilariously weak and useless yeah exactly like like bring them into you know any boss battle except the 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 maestro like you're not going to be good like i think that balancing is really great and i think having three captains and you being able to to tell them it's like all right i'm gonna play as britney and i'm i'm gonna send charlie off to this fucking direction and i'm gonna send alf this way and all right and here's how the team split up I think it really nails like the 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 fun of the multitasking because I love multitasking in Pikmin One, but you can only do so much. And, and there's only so much you can do with that. Where like with three captains, oh the fucking the world the world's your fucking oyster. Um, and, and I just think it's such a a really excellent game. That's what I love about and, the multiplayer. Um, Pikmin Three, the bingo mode is like one of the fucking coolest multiplayer games. Because it's all about... It's, and it's ironic, too, because... Yeah, and like, sadly, I don't got any fucking friends, so I didn't get to oh, play shit. that, but it sounds great. It's, so good. Well, it's, it's ironic, too, because now, like, if you look at, like, speedrunning culture and all that, like, other than randomizers, which I, I find obnoxious, like, bingo is the other thing now. Like, people love, like, doing bingo of, of like, games these days. Yeah. Um, and, and like, I, I think... I, I do think you guys have convinced me about Pikmin 3 as far as that goes. Um, because I think the, the important thing to consider is that, like, the magic of Wii Sports is probably over. It, it's, it's been over since 2010. Well, like, well, the, well I mean, that's, that's the Wii in general. I, I wonder if the magic of, the Wii Spo of Wii Sports is literally being in a room with people and having fun. But yeah. you can have that same experience with Pikmin 3, 
and still have a great time on your own. And you also just get a generally fantastic game. And that's sort of the thing is because that's let's let's break it down. Like that's if we look back at the the previous round, Wii Sports was going up against Twilight Princess, just a total like actually mediocre game. Of course, I'm going to give it a Wii Sports. But when Wii Sports, which was a novelty, I mean, it was a novelty when we talked about it in round one. It's still a novelty novelty now going up against a game that I consider not only good, but genuinely amazing in the second, the second best game on the Wii U. I got to give it a pick yep. three. Okay. All right. Cast that zap spell, baby. Get rid of Wii God, Sports. that was... You guys fucking... You guys are brutal, <laughs> dude. You guys are fucking brutal. We, we only want the best here, dude. All right? We're, we're, we're only giving it to the best. And, I, I'm just, and I'm taking a sneak peek. And I'm taking a sneak peek at future brackets. I'm gonna have to fucking fight hard again for Pikmin three. Because yeah. next up is the seven, the seven seeds Splatoon versus the second scene seed Paper Mario. I'm giving it to Splatoon three. Let me say this. All I want to say is this. I fucking fought tooth and nail for Luigi's Mansion and why and how and how Splatoon for all the genuine merits that it has has too much bullshit for me. I just don't have the fucking energy to fight for Paper Mario. <laughs> like it's it's in in it's like it's not even that I feel a certain way about Paper Mario. Paper Mario, I think, is a good game. I think it's a good game. I think it's better than Thousand Year Door. I just like the simplicity of it, and it's just a classic, fun, cute RPG that you can knock out in twenty hours over a holiday break, like I did, and it was such a pleasant experience. Um. I just, I, I don't care that much. <laughs> I'm the guy, I know I'm going to lose, so I don't care. Well, I'll but, fight but, again. But here's the question. Like, if, 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 if you could sway one of us, let's say, let's say you could sway Tom and not me. Would I, you fight? I, yeah, the only Mario? one I'd be able to possibly fucking sway is Tom. Well, I don't know. Well, Tom, let me ask you this. Because because when we covered in the previous round, Splatoon versus Luigi's Mansion, I asked you, you got to sell the tiebreaker. And you said, well, I didn't play Luigi's Mansion. <laughs> How do you feel about Splatoon? Actually, Splatoon's fucking amazing. Splatoon's a great game. I love it, and it's it's like pure Nintendo design philosophy boiled down in this genre that is known for incremental upgrade and stagnancy, and it does something brand new with it. And it's like, I mean, I'm with you. It's, but it's also, while it is also known for like all of the beauty of Nintendo, it's also known for Nintendo bullshit. And I think this game has the worst Nintendo no, bullshit exactly. out of any of the games on this you have list. To take yourself back because I don't know, but like if you're like me, like I was a closet Wii U owner. Like I only owned Wii U. That was fucking it. So compared to any other online games, Splatoon. I was like that too, and it was fucking Splatoon sad. Was like shockingly, like I say, modern for Nintendo. Like I don't know. I I I was surprised that it's at at them actually trying to do an online game for once because it was one of their first. Like only like I mean it's a single player, but like only online. I mean it was primarily yeah. online, yeah. And so I was kind of like, whoa, Nintendo's like take it to the next next step. My you know my dumb sixteen seventeen year old brain or whatever. I don't know when it came out, but no, it was twenty fifteen. Twenty fifteen. Oh, twenty fifteen. Yeah, seventeen. But yeah, it's a, it's phenomenal and definitely better than Mario Super, uh, Paper Mario in sixty four. Even though that game's good, it's not groundbreaking. I would say in any way. Yeah, I'm not. I'm like, I'm not gonna fight. Like, I'm not gonna. Like, this is just one. I'm just not gonna fight on. But oh, fucking! I'll see you guys in the fucking sweet sixteen. I okay, fucking, I'm fine. I you will. know what? I'm fine with that. You are you. You're saving your energy. You're like the end. I'm a yeah. No, I'm a, I'm I'm fucking a Goku. I'm storing power for the spirit. Well, here's the problem. Right Me and Miles like have like thought about Splatoon and how great it is for like three fucking years. 
Like it we're aggressive. staying. I'm, and I'm not going down without a fuck. So we've thought about. We're like, we're we're gonna pick your bones clean. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You guys don't play fucking games that aren't on fucking Nintendo systems and don't know how bad you have it. I know. I know how bad I have it as far as as far as Splatoon being annoying, but I don't care at a certain exactly. point. There's a there's a point where I just don't care. Um, I feel. Oh, I feel. Oh, I feel you. I mean, dude, I play thing, but fucking indie bullshit like all the time. Like I'm very familiar with which is being like, yeah, there are some things that people are just do not find acceptable that just do not fucking bother me, but. That's a game where, like, oh fuck, it, it, it really, gets to you. It, it gets to you. It fucking killed the 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 experience for me. Okay, but All right. we'll we'll be back in an hour. <laughs> we'll be <laughs> we'll be back there in an hour, probably at the rate we're going. In the X quadrant, another four powerful ones we have at the first seed: Legend of Zelda Majora's Mask versus the eighth seed: Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. In the in the second match, we have the fifth seed: Super Mario World versus the thirteenth seed. Kirby Air Ride in the sixth seed. We have Fire Emblem Three Houses versus the 14th seed Mario Party 5. And finally, we have the 10th seed Mario Sunshine versus the second seed Smash Brothers Melee. At the top, Breath of the Wild's already been selected. So what's the next pairing? What's the next matchup? Is it, we don't even want to acknowledge Majora's Mask. Not really. Despite I the mean, fact well, that we the, picked the it for we've content. talked about it on the podcast already. We, we we only move Majora's Mask on because even though we all dislike it, we wanted to be fair to the fans. I'm sorry, it's standing in Breath of the Wild. And, like, if, if you really think, like, the two hours of side quests that are actually valuable in that game are better than the hundred hours of systemic, brilliant game design in Breath of the Wild, there is no saving you. You are a crybaby. Any random... 15 minutes of me playing Breath of the Wild is better than the best of Majora's Mask. There's no fucking way. Free. I mean, here's the thing. You're not, you're not going to cry. You're not going to cry your eyeballs out during Breath of the Wild, most likely. But like, if, if Majora's Mask doesn't hit you in your, in your emotions, like all it is, is just another Zelda adventure with a great atmosphere. A super and Wind Waker has that too. Very different feel. Yeah, it's super but... dark and you can get a great atmosphere from any fucking 3D Zelda game. Like that's what pisses me the fuck off. Like, you can get a great Zelda game. You can get a great atmosphere in Ocarina of Time. Great atmosphere in Wind Waker. Fucking atmosphere is one of the five things a Twilight Princess does well. <laughs> and hell, Skyward Sword sucks, but even that atmosphere isn't fucking terrible. At least it has its own fucking identity. That's not a, that's not a, a, a point in its favor when every other game in the series does that shit, you know? I, you, you said before that the people who say Majora's Mask is super Kino... Uh, are people who only play Nintendo games. And that's weird to me because it's also really popular on V, on 4chan. Um, and I think it is because a lot of the people on V haven't played it since they were kids. Uh, and, and they remember it as being better than it actually, and more emotional than it actually is. And having replayed it fucking recently, I can actually tell you that game is, is more bare bones than Ocarina of Time in, in several departments. Anyone's funny, funny Miles, and, and this will be the last point of Majora's Mask, and then I swear we'll move on, unless, Tom, you have any points to make on it. With that comment that you made, Miles, about the kids, about like, oh, like, oh, V played it when they were probably younger. Dude, I played that shit 
when I was fucking 11, I thought it was fucking horrible. I played it when I was eight and I still didn't How really is any fucking young kid supposed to figure out that you gotta do like this, like you have to fucking talk to these random bitch ass kids, play hide and seek with them to go in their base, which ends up leading to this guy who lets you look at the telescope of the moon and realize, oh, the moon's actually coming down and like, oh, how no one is, uh, no one in their right mind at the, under the age of 10 is going to be able to figure that out without a fucking guide or someone walking them through it or telling them. I also think that the I also think that the that the three day structure is both underutilized and actually kind of undercuts the amount of learning that players can do in the game, because it's like if you get the captain's hat, let's say you get the captain's hat from the graveyard, you're immediately going to want to use it where you need to, which is at night. You're going to want to get the Song of Storms. And once you get that, you're probably going to move on to something else because you only got three days. You know what I mean? The amount yeah. of like being the right time at the right place events are in the game is actually very minuscule. I was looking over the bomber's notebook and most things have these gigantic windows of time that happen on every day instead of a unique event. The only segments of the game that are unique to the three day structure are this. And this is a short list. OK, Anjou and Cafe, which has different triggers on each day. And, and I discovered the triggers are really esoteric and, and a little nonsensical. Um. But you can just look at your bomber's notebook, and it's free. Um, but you have you have all of these triggers that happen on on things. Most things occur on the first day, and then the next two days are basically free days where nothing interesting happens. The uh, the Romani Ranch side quest, everything to do with Romani Ranch. Oh, uh, Snowhead, uh, the Goron Elder will appear in a different boulder depending on which day, which is nothing because there's like five boulders in that area. You just smash them all. Um, I mean, I don't know, like, the gimmick just isn't utilized. It's not good enough. And and the environments and the NPCs and their stories aren't as interesting as you remember. It and and I'm, I'm sorry, like... Even if this game was as good as people think, it's not beating Breath of the Wild, so... I refuse <laughs> to let it lose to Breath of the Wild. I think we all do. And, Tom, and, and, Tom and if anyone's mad at us for that, fact. like, go replay Majora's Mask as an adult. And 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 do this after having beaten Near Automata, after beaten Mother Three, after playing I don't know what are some other like really big emotional games that people cry crocodile tears at. Play Shadow of the Colossus, like yeah, right. Uh, play <laughs> Celeste. I don't know. Play Lisa. Or Undertale. Then go back and play Majora's Mask. And and what you realize is that the game has a good mood and a good atmosphere, and that's it. And 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 while you're at it, play Ocarina of Time again. Play Wind Waker again. And analyze those games like an adult. And you'll realize, oh, those games are just as thematically rich as Majora's Mask and more cohesive. I'm sorry. I, I don't understand how anyone thinks Majora's Mask is, like, good, let alone, like, amazing masterpiece series best when, you know, Breath of the Wild fucking exists. But anyways, we'll, we'll talk more about Breath of the Wild uh, when it has some steeper competition. Next up on the list is Super Mario World at the 5th seed versus Kirby Air Ride at the 13th free. seed. It's free for Mario World. Yeah gotta give it gotta give it a world dude world's per like world's such a fucking perfect platformer and, and hey kirby got his second round kirby's going back to dreamland with his top 32 participation trophy freaking out super what, happy did the nes one make it by he's still alive but he's still happy med Knight, ddd they're fucking happy they're in this fucking game i i want to talk i want to talk about world but because because that's a game that i didn't talk about enough i don't think um I, what what was it up against last time? Zelda 1, right? It was up against Legend of Zelda 1, yeah. Yeah, uh, I would like to talk about 
about Mario World more, but at the end of the day, it is absolutely probably better than Air Ride. I certainly It'll come up again. haven't played enough Air Ride or wanted to play Air Ride. It'll come up. It's got some steep competition coming up coming up next. Well, that that's the fun of these later brackets. Ne- next up, an- another free one, I think. Fire Emblem Three Houses in the 6 seed versus 14 seed Mario Party 5. <laughs> oh, God. All right. Mario Party 5, right? That's the free yeah. one, right? Yeah, Mar- Mario Party 5. See, here's the thing. The the politics of Mario Party 5, are, uh, I get really invested in. The Mario Party 5 fandom on Twitter, especially, uh, they, they, you, they... You you joke, but Mario Party 5 does have a s- extreme political element to it. Does it's it not... now? Well, yeah, it, well, it does between your friends. Well, oh, well, that's that's true. I mean, that's true. Here's the thing. It's hard to judge a lot of these multiplayer games in comparison to the single-player ones, just because I think that we kind of value the artistic experience offered by a single-player game. And I think the only reason Splatoon has made it as far as it has is because of the meta-narrative surrounding that game outside of just the gameplay mechanic. Well, that's all, that's going to be all, all multiplayer games, right? I mean, like, I mean, a couple of def- multiplayer games outside of Splatoon, like Smash Bros. Melee, has made it. Well, we, yeah, and we made it, um, you know, and, and a, a Wii Sports made it up. Party but, uh, yeah, Wii Sports I made it up. Made it. Like, and, and those are all based on, like, oh, we played it when it was a thing, and we had a phenomenal time, and we have memories that we're going to take with us for the rest of our fucking lives. But at the end of the day... Uh, but, but at the end of the day, like, I can't really think of... I mean, I can think of moments in time where I played Mario Party 5 and we had a good time, but, like... Not to the extent of Melee or Wii Sports, even. Like, I, I think Mario Party's a really interesting series that's similar to Paper Mario has just been on a what-the-fuck tour recently, where every game they put out is like, what the fuck are you doing? Every time. It's like they can't... It's like, it's like that meme where it's like, that man don't miss. No, that man can't hit. Instead of Mario Party Island Tour, it's Mario Party what-the-fuck tour. <laughs> Mar- Mario Party is, is the Casey... Of, of franchises where where Casey struck out once, uh, and 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 now Casey hasn't won a game since. Mario Party should be fucking happy. God, got this far. What did <laughs> like, it even beat last time? Pikmin two, which was third seed. Yeah, we okay, gave that's plenty fair. of respect to multiplayer games. Actually, yeah, we we we, we have do we've done some we've gave some house. some great respect, and and I want to keep that train going because the next the next up is Super Mario Bros. Sunshine versus Super Mario Bros. Sunshine at the 10th seed versus the 2nd seed, Super Smash Bros. Melee. I want to give it a Melee. Uh, I'm also going to give it to Melee. Yeah, I, I think I think Melee is just like... It's ironic, because we were talking about how, how cohesive, like, the world of Mario Sunshine is. Yeah. Ironically enough, I think the world of Melee is really cohesive. Oh, I think it's... Like here, here's the uh, like I think th- that's a funny point to make, but I think there is o- obviously truth into that, right? Yeah. Like I think there's a I have like probably thousands of hours logged into yeah. melee by but with my friends, with my bro- one of the few games I'm able to connect with my fucking brother on is melee. We'll still occasionally be like, yo, you want to fucking boot that shit up on my computer and we'll play, and we'll still fucking play and we'll still have fun like that. The melee does something that. Very few games can do, and that's bring everyone to fucking gather for some just classic fucking fun. And it, it, it like, I just remember outside of the single player elements of, of Melee, like Adventure Mode, Classic Mode, stuff, All Star Mode, stuff like that, and outside of playing with friends, I have so many memories of being younger, around like seven or eight in my old house before we moved to where we live now, booting up. A 20-stock four-player match in Pokemon Stadium with all my favorite items, and it's me as Donkey Kong and, like, Ness 
and Young Link and Peach, just characters that can't do a lot of damage, and just beating the shit out of them for like 20 straight minutes in a 20 stock match. And, and like, and that was all CPUs. And I, and I had a great fucking time. I fucking with loved the CPUs. going through the trophy gallery and reading all the fucking descriptions and messing with the models. It, it is a good le- history lesson. Yeah, that's a good point. That's I think, how I, I fucking think there's a lot of value like to shit. melee in almost every component of it, of just all of it. I think I think there is something fantastic about every facet of of melee. And it's competitive. Um, and I yeah. think and- Mario Sunshine, great game, great movement, but it's you know, look, Unfinished. you got the blue coins. You got you got only seven worlds. You you have some kind of lame power ups overall. Horrendous like, final level. Of like of the three D Mario games, not including the three D exploratory ones. Sixty four Sunshine, Galaxy Galaxy Two, Odyssey. Odyssey's the fucking worst. But I think right right above that is is is, is Sunshine. I think Sunshine has some really great highs, but like has problems. So I wouldn't even count Galaxy like, Two as exploratory. I mean, you you understand my f- the fucking point. I'm trying no, to. No, that's why yeah, it's, 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 it's not it's not above Galaxy or Galaxy Two. Okay. I, I, yeah, I I do think like and I, and I know in Miles and I we've I don't think we've discussed on podcast. I decided to not put Galaxy Two on this list. I thought like it, it's just too similar to Galaxy One. Yeah, for well, me, Gal- Galaxy One's Galaxy a better is game. The one everyone has a reverence for, even though Galaxy yeah. Two was higher rated at the time. People think about Galaxy more. Gal- and I want to say Galaxy Two has a lot of merit. That game's still fucking. F- phenomenal um just is not as interesting as galaxy yeah. one and that's that's kind of that's why it's not as going to be as interesting to talk about and to represent and, yeah and that's kind of why that shit's not on on, on this specific list for those who might have been asking with that being said like like sunshine is it just has pro like has real problems and it's still a great game but like it's a it's a it's a good game with, with you know serious blemishes like the blue coins fucking suck and the fact that you repeat so many fucking levels like and the fact that all you need to do is beat episode seven in each world and all the others. So you need 50 shines to beat the game. 70 of them are just useless. They're unnecessary. They don't do anything for you. Whereas in Mario 64, you need 70 to beat the game. You can get any 70 stars in sunshine. You need 50 specific shines in order to unlock a Corona mountain at the end where I, I like the freedom that the galaxy games give you where, Hey, you can get however many stars you want. You just need this number to beat the game and i respect that there's too many glaring issues there's too many horrible parts of the game to keep yeah it going. there there's significant loads yeah and i would I, and i gotta be honest i i wouldn't say there's anything like horrible except I mean, the blue coins actually i take that back. the blue coins are like oh, that no. bad uh uh corona mounds like a minute long though and, and it does not bother me like once you know how to control the boat you know how to control the boat so that never, never fucked me up but I'm with you, like, just, there are just lows. Like, there are just lows. And Melee ain't got no lows. Next up, the 16th seed, Zelda 2, versus the 8th seed, Pikmin 1. All right, so I want to hear the both of you first, because it's probably going to be kind of obvious where I'm, where I'm coming from here. Oh, I know where you're going. I just want to, I just want to make sure I'm, like, I want, like, my... Like, I look at Zelda 2 and I look at Pikmin, and my immediate, I immediately jump to, to Pikmin. Because here's the deal, I don't like Metroid Prime that much. I think that game is good and has a lot of merit, but it's not a game I'm a fan of. I'm a bonafide fan of both these games. Like, I really like Zelda 2, and I, I think I like Pikmin just as much. Like, 
their games, despite the radically different game. I mean, that's why I like the bracket format, right? The bracket makes you compare apples and oranges, like Zelda 2 and Pikmin, two completely fucking different games. But their games, I, I, I feel, have as just as much feeling for. Pikmin 1, not my favorite Pikmin game, but there's reason to go back to it over 3. Zelda 2, not my favorite Zelda game, but there's reason to go back to Zelda 2 over Breath of the Wild, or Zelda 1, or Ocarina of Time. But I gotta be honest, I gotta go with my gut and say Pikmin, because Zelda 2 is a great classic game that makes me feel very interesting things that I also feel from Dark Souls, which is probably my favorite game of all time. That, that's, that's fair reasoning. I respect that. I got Pikmin and Pikmin 3, and that's it, right? You know, like, that's all I got for, for that. Like, there's nothing quite like Pikmin, where Pikmin's like, hey, let's take the RTS, the real-time strategy genre, and, and make it like a single-player fun adventure game which is different and like let's let's not make a genre let's not make an rts game let's make a game with rts elements and also have an adventure element to it and it just really fucking works for me dude and i love pikmin i played through it at least like seven or eight times and it gets it just is fun it's fun every time i play it man so since i'm gonna try to blow pikmin out the fucking water oh you're you're a hoe uh the thing that i i have to say about zelda 2 is that i think that and this is hard, because I do agree, Pikmin is the more special game. But at the same time, I think that, that there is a, a clarity and immaculateness to any sprite-based game that 3D games can't replicate. I think, I think the cleanliness of the game design in Zelda 2 is more classical and kind of easier to, to recognize as, as, uh, as well thought out and measured. I think that Pikmin is a little bit more on the experiential side, and, there's a, and it feels a little thin to me. Um... Versus Zelda 2, where that game feels like the fullest form that it could be in. Ironically enough, Shigeru Miyamoto himself says that he wished he'd done more with the game. And in my opinion, I think he did just enough. I think, I think it is a case of Ocarina of Time where they wanted to do more dungeons. And I was like, no, it turns out the pacing of that game is perfect. Zelda 2, it's like, no, it turns out that your overhead world gimmick, just fine. Exactly what it needed to be. And it and it lasts the, the exact amount of time. Again, like Zelda two two is a it's like a it's like a great that's game. That's a that's a it's three a tough... hour long game, and it's got about three hours worth of worth of uh, of single player single sitting time in it. Yeah, and and that's sort of the thing because like with with Pikmin, because the beaut the beauty of Pikmin is not found in a single playthrough. It's found when you go back and you replay it again. Yeah, and you and do you better cut and off better. a week. And then you go back and you cut off a couple days and then you go back and then you're like, wait a minute, you can do so much shit on day two. On day two, you can do so much shit and get so much fucking done. And, and that's, I think, where, where the appeal of, of, of Pikmin lies in is, is in the replay value of it. And the game is just long enough towards fun to replay because there are definitely games out there that pitch replay but are pains in the ass to replay. Like, yeah. um, I wish I... Yeah, right. Like, I, or even like, uh, even to some extent, like we were talking about Fire Emblem Three Houses, which it has very good elements, but also that game is sixty hours, and 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 the first half of every campaign is the exact same, more or less. Yeah. So like, there, there's there's a lot of elements that were like, were like, Pik Pikmin's not like a Pikmin's not like a oh hey if you do this this way or like a Star Fox right. Star Fox is like, oh, if you do it, like if you say Falco and go through the waterfall, you'll get a different path. No, Pikmin's just like. No, if you play the game fat, like you can get better at this game. 
and you'll and you'll be rewarded by beating it quickly and beating it faster. So interesting. And, all these GameCube games, like it's like the one time Nintendo kind of pitched new game experiences based on the tech of of the console, like that they were able to have so many characters or their water physics or Louise Mansion's tactile 3D kind of environment. It's funny because they're usually not the case. It's usually like outside of the tech demo arena. Oh, Tom, I'm like so fucking glad you brought this up because this is a point I've been making about the GameCube for years. I'm like, the GameCube, I, even though Super Nintendo has the better library, IMO, why GameCube will always be my favorite Nintendo console because that was the fucking console where Nintendo genuinely got fucking weird. Luigi's hunting ghosts with a fucking vacuum cleaner. You're stealing Pokemon, Pokemon trainers, Pokemon and Coliseum and XD. Metroid's a first person fucking shooter. Link's a fucking cartoon character and in it's in the whole world's a fucking ocean. Mario's on fucking vacation. You know, Pikmin's this strange ass game. You got another person on the back of your fucking cart. And Mario Kart, everything Kirby they did was so weird. And and the and the thing about Kirby Air Ride, like you know, and and the weirdness of it was based on tech. It was based on here are the things that we can do that's interesting. Uh oh, why would we have? Why would we put in a giant ocean? Well, we can pretend that it's a seamless world. We can make it look like it's stitched together. And the, they demystified that with Breath of the Wild, where they're like the map was just a series of things spawning in and out of the world in front of you. Um, as opposed to Breath of the Wild, where everything is loaded in at once, it's just some of them are low-res textures. I mean, here's the deal. That doesn't bother me in Wind Waker. That, it's gaming magic. No, not at all, but but that that's... I was just saying, like, that that was an interesting decision. I, I don't know why they would do that other than because it would sell Breath of the Wild better. Yeah. Um, but that was a magical moment of them being like, well, here's the thing. We have this tech. What do we do with it? Let's make a seamless Zelda world. Okay, well, I mean, we can't do that with with uh more detailed levels like that you know that would be too difficult and they could have just done the dark souls thing of having you know uh level streaming like and and uh and gates like they do with metroid prime but they yeah. wanted to have an open sky and a big open level and of course dungeons to go into zelda's format doesn't always work with seamlessness as far as that kind of thing goes but that's neither here nor there but they they were pushing the tech of pikmin very much and i like gamecube for that reason the reason, though, that I'm going to advocate for Zelda 2 more is that I think that while the replay value of Pikmin is interesting and you just play the game better and faster, Zelda 2 is a genuine trial and the it, it's and, and the the difficulty of it is always going to to kind of present you with with a difficult challenge. But at the same time, mastering that game is such a bragging rights reward. Like there are people who still consider Zelda 2 one of the hardest games ever made. And I'm like, no, you're just bad. But but what's fun about it is that anyone can beat Zelda 2. They just have to be smart and and uh, and and learn the tricks similar to Super Mario Bros. And I and I just value that that kind of game design more. I, I respect that. And it's 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 funny. It's like the, I'm making the same point just with Pikmin. I just I just value the the hey, like do it again, but like better and faster and don't lose any Pikmin this time. Like that 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 hit for me. And the game is is. is it is just such a perfect, it's just perfect scope. Which means that Tom is going to have to be the decider. I feel 50-50 about it, though. So, <laughs> half of me. This is the dead split, huh? I didn't think well, this the would thing. be like, the dead I've been split. Playing, Zelda 2 is really fresh. Like, I'm playing it currently for the first time. No guide, no spoiler. And I'm blown away by how good it is. Like, I'm shocked. I thought it would, you know, I've seen the AVGM video. Be kind of a pain in the ass, but no, it's like it's like 
it does feel revolutionary, and I've talked to Miles about this. It's like it's a 2D tile game that you haven't seen replicated in 2D. You've only seen it in 3D. The type of combat, mm-hmm. like you've never seen an indie 2D side-scrolling game like that. There, there, there is a uh, game by the guys that made um, Oniken. I'm pretty sure. Uh, uh, oh, I for, I'd have to look up the name of the of the indie game, but there is one very that is just it's so rare. Do. Like that's what's so weird about it is like it's such a great concept and they've never done it before. I mean, Pikmin's the same, but still. You look at as you look at all the all the games in the fucking 3D space that try to ape shit from fucking Banjo Kazooie for the fiftieth thousandth fucking time. Yeah, it's rare. I'll, I'll give you that. Po- well, give well, it's you interesting that point. too because with with Unity or with Unreal Four, you could make a Pikmin like game if you wanted. You could make your Pikmin indie game. Um, these are kind of weird because they're both games that that essentially, if we zap and send Exile to the fourth dimension. We've essentially eliminated an entire genre unto themselves in both cases. I get, I think I'm leaning Zelda too. I think I'm leaning old school rep. Well, how many times have you finished Pikmin? I think is the important Not, thing because you haven't finished Zelda two. Nowhere near as much as maybe once fully. So okay, it's not like three is the one. Three is the one where I really like fell in love with the series. I mean, I have Pikmin one and two, GameCube, and like. A, I mean, three is the best. And one. We have three, three is just the best one. Yeah. Pikmin 1 is just such a special, special, cute, beautiful fucking game that I love. But if you're leaning Zelda 2 and you want to say definitively that we're going to fucking kill Pikmin, we'll do it. That's why we brought you on, because we, we would have been four hours later, still, Miles and I still arguing about fucking Zelda 2 and Pikmin. Zelda 2 deserves more spotlight than it gets. I'm willing to give it it is ranked 16 seed, by the way. Yeah, I'm willing to give it the benefit from Met- the Metacritic users. The war, uh, the s- third worst listed game on on the list is Zelda Two. Fuck that. So if, if we want to give it, if we want to give it some some cred on our list, fucking it moves on. Pikmin, we love you. I love you so much. We uh, we we do want to say g- good words to Pikmin. Fought a strong battle. I mean, Super Mario Bros. died. Like you know, we don't <laughs> yeah. we don't enjoy this necessarily. Yeah, like, this is fucking, I don't want to kill Pikmin, I don't want to kill Mario Brothers, but... Now here's a breather, here's, I think, I fucking hope a fucking breather. Uh, 12 seed Mario Kart Wii versus 4 seed DKC Tropical Freeze. Uh, yeah, Tropical Freeze. Freeze. Anyone got any, like, last thoughts on, on Mario Kart, Kart Wii? I, I said, I, I read someone said Mario Kart Wii is the melee of Mario Kart, and I, it and is. I do... I do got to appreciate the tech and and the amount of skill and the high skill ceiling that game has, especially on the Wii, um, because a lot of those Wii games really did casualize. Um, and I, I respect that. Essentially, they were like, no, let's double dash down on, yeah. <laughs> on the tech side of Mario Kart. Um, that game is still kind of random, of course. You know, it's, it's still uh, it's still on the casual side. And of course, you have the steering wheel, which is just gimmicky and lame but like i mean it's gimmicky but like you you, you don't ha- you're, you don't need it right yeah um and 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 so for me I'm, I'm sort of like i i feel like before we exile it to the fourth dimension um i just want to say like mario kart we i appreciate you and, and i appreciate I, that i game appreciate you a lot for the especially for the era you came out in you were one of the the major holdouts in an era when nintendo was just getting more casual and casual Last Mario so, Kart. Shout Everybody owned that fucking game, dude. Yeah. Like the sales you. data on, on Mario Kart Wii is, is like stuff of fucking legends. Um, but 
Oh my God. I'm just looking at the list again. I can't believe we got another one we got to do in the second round. The sixth seed, Super Mario Bros. 3 versus the third seed, Super Mario Galaxy. Easier, easier choice, but still a, a bit of a, a bit of a, a bow. A kerfuffle. I'll I'll come out I'll come out and fucking say I'm 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 definitely voting fucking Galaxy here. I, I've grown I've definitely waned a bit on Galaxy as the years have gone on in the in just the fact that it's on hardware that makes it very hard to go back and play. Um has definitely hurt it for me in the long run, but I still think it's better than Mario Brothers 3, which I think is a good game, but I don't think is anything more than good. I was actually gonna go uh with with a stronger Mario three advocation, but I was probably just going to end up on galaxy anyways. Um, cause give, the, uh, give your thoughts though on, on Mario Bros. three. Cause I, I mean, I'm kind of just sour zapped, on it since about to get zapped. Yeah. I, I um, mean, yeah, more, more or less, unless you want to give an impassioned speech and turn me around, which I don't think you will. No, but you might I, get I don't think I can. Cause here's the thing. I don't, I don't have the same love of Mario Bros. three that I think a lot of other people do, but I think as far as tech goes, it is the most impressive 2d Mario game to date. It isn't mind blowing. It's shocking how like how how technical that game is and how how deep it is and and I do like the amount of levels I do like the the sort of overworld gimmick and I like the theming I like the idea that it essentially frames Mario as what it is which is a stage play and a show and a, and a and you know and and a form of entertainment and and it's just a really cute clever creative game but Mario Galaxy also cute clever and creative but the the I think the big change the big difference is that um, I think Mario Galaxy has a greater amount of it's a greater journey. Um, Super Mario Bros. 3, you're going to go through it and you're you're going to have fun consistently. And I think there are going to be moments where you're in awe in Super Mario Galaxy. There are going to be moments when you're uh, feeling, you know, uh, when you're just having a bunch of fun, like gusty and, and, and you're going to soar. The music is going to make you soar. Uh, you know, the, the, the launch stars, I remember as a kid, like I got so into the game, sometimes I would full on spin rather than just swing the Wii remote. And it was like, you know, and, and you just like that game, everything about it just congeals so well. There's an amazing video of, of Koji Kondo conducting, uh, the gut, the gusty garden galaxy, like theme for Miyamoto yeah. and Miyamoto's just sitting there like this. And I was like, how is this man not crying? Like, yeah, it's it's so it's so good. Like that game is oh, so fucking just so whimsical, dude. The ending especially is like 2001 A Space Odyssey. It's like fucking weird. That huh. that game literally ends the same way that 2001 A Space Odyssey does. Like Galaxy is is fucking is awesome, man. It's, like it's fucking sick. And 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 I would like here's the thing, historically speaking, because we've blown out almost all of the 2D Marios. I'd love to give this one to Super Mario Bros. 3 just as a sort of like, just as a fan of history and, and classics. But I, I think... Well, world's still in it. This is Hatsune Miku's Crack House featuring Miles, Sam, and Tom. And our opinion goes. And since we all like Galaxy as much as we do, I, I, I gotta say, like, I love you and I respect you, Super Mario Bros. 3, but like, we're all Galaxy people. And we just gotta, we gotta own up to that. I, I, I mean, like, it's not like... Super Mario, th Super Mario Three is 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 like a is like a is is definitely like a te as far as like technically impressive game, and also too Super Mario Bros. Three has been a little it's been treated a little unfairly to time because Super Mario Bros. Three you go back and play it and it's like oh fuck every new Super Mario Bros. game is just trying to do this again. Yeah, I'm surprised they haven't tried to copy World more in particular. That's the thing is like wor World has aged a bit finer than Three. Even though three, I think, is better than all the new games, um, by a, quite a bit. World is just still so much fresher, 
Yeah. When like three is like, oh yeah, a desert world, another Tanuki suit. Uh, fuck, dude. But galaxy. And then finally, for the end of the Y bracket, we have and round two, we have the seventh seed, Legend of Zelda: A Link to the Past versus the fifteenth seed, Kirby's Adventure. Fuck A Link to the Past. I want Whoa, this to go to fucking Kirby. That's a weird one, yeah. Kirby Adventure versus. Yeah, Adventure. I I I want this to go to Kirby as well. I, I would love to respect and like Link to the Past as much as everyone else does. I, I just think the... I don't know. I think mechanically it's just not that good. Like, I, I think the combat's kind of sloppy. I think a lot of the enemy design's not particularly interesting. I think a lot of the dungeons are kind of forgettable. Uh, the world's not that interesting, really. I like, I like the amount of secrets that there are in the Dark World. I think the Dark World is a really interesting area. And it's yeah. full of unique things. And I, and I like the two worlds gimmick. But, but I... I people talk about like Zelda gimmicks like they're fucking great and I just I like here's the thing the reason I like the Ocarina of Time gimmick is because it's a narrative one and it's not and it doesn't even feel like a fucking gimmick that's how good it is yeah like it it doesn't feel like a gimmick like that's the thing there's so few moments like in in Link to the Past and thankfully doing this in Link to the Past is fast with the mirror but in Link to the Past you're constantly switching between worlds in Majora's Mask, it's like you're constantly messing with the flow of time, and you're constantly worried about time, and you're constantly worried about a schedule. Wind Waker, you're constantly sailing, and you're constantly changing the fucking direction of the fucking wind. Five Princess, you're constantly changing from a wolf to a human to a wolf to a human again. Uh, and then once, well, not really. Uh, I mean, no, I was about, it, I was about to say that that gimmick is like forgotten about, like t- like a third of the way through the game. I, I, I mean, I mean, in terms of the beginning progression of the game, yes, towards the end, true. there's no reason to be the wolf. But, um, or even towards the middle, to be honest, after you get the Master mm-hmm. Sword, that's about it. But, like, Ocarina of Time's, like, double world gimmick, uh, this isn't about Ocarina of Time, but is, 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 is not as sort of, like, the game doesn't hinge on it as much. And I, I think that's sort of my issue with, uh, with Link to the Past is that uh, it, it does start a sort of trend of a lot of Zelda games being a buffet, all you can eat. You go to a five-star restaurant or you go to the buffet and you might eat the clams. You might make the decision to eat the clams. And oh my god, the movement sucks. And also, these, these clams gave me salmonella. And, and also, don't go to the Golden Corral. Yeah, don't go to the Golden Corral. It's not Corral. A worth it your fucking dollar, right? Like it's, it's, it, Zelda games are a little bit like a buffet. You get a little bit of everything, but not a lot of anything. Mm. Uh, and I think Link to the Past is the first example of a game in the Zelda franchise that doesn't have enough focus on anything particular for me. Uh, yeah, so let's. It, it's just this away. is just sort of an example for me, and and then Tom, if you if you got anything to say, please please shout it out. Like my my thing is like like Kirby's Adventure has always been like Kirby's Adventure is my bona fide six out of ten. If someone asks me, Sam, what do you think a six out of ten is? I say Kirby's Adventure. Kirby's Adventure is a really fun, cute two and a half hours. It's a bit on the longer side actually for a Nintendo game uh, or NES game. Well, for such an easy one, certainly. Yeah, exactly. There's just a lot. Of, there's like a lot to that game as far as like levels and, and stuff yeah, goes. Yeah, a lot of games are longer because they're harder. That that one just has a lot of content. Yeah, which is cool. Which is which is sick. And yeah. the game looks beautiful, and the music's right, and it's really cute. Um, but it, it's something that's not really gonna like stick with you or it's like lose in the next round. <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, it's going. It's I mean, it's fucking spoilers up against fucking Galaxy. But you know what, like. I, I, I like Kirby's Adventure is a six out of ten, but yeah, I like it. I don't like Link to the Past. I find it boring. I, I like, which I don't find about Ocarina of Time, Zelda One, or Zelda Two. I, I like Link to the Past more than both of you, but okay. 
And I mean, you gotta give it credit for like when it comes to the meta of the game, like it's hit an easy bracket, you know? It keeps passing on because it's got weak opponents. And Kirby Adventures is another one. You know what the kicker is? It's not. It's a fi it's fucking fifteen seed. Just so happened to be second seed was Paper Mario Thousand Year Door, which I we know. all don't feel passionately about, which everyone else does. That's why I'm excited. And please, by the way, if you guys are listening to the show, the bracket is on Twitter. Fill it out. Link us, add us, send us your bracket. I'll release it to everyone because this is an example of I think like a, a lot. Every single one of our fucking fans is gonna pick fake paper. I'm willing to no. give it to yeah, Kirby. Absolutely, I'm willing to give it to Kirby. I love, I love. I think it's better. Than, I think it's probably seven or eight out of ten to the first the NES one. But yeah, I'm willing to give it to Kirby. Yeah, and also for the, for the for the for the record, Tom, I use the whole point scale a little differently. I like to assume that all all, all games are of uh, of a base level of fucking acceptable quality, and that anything does not hit that is like just a fucking one. Uh, <laughs> it's just a two yeah, or a like one. Five, five is five is this game is exactly the quality it, it, we should consider acceptable, and nothing else. Yeah, like there's so many people out there who are like, well, well, the game, well, well, Last of Us Part Two is is a good looking game. You gotta give it at least a fucking five. It's like, no, I don't. No, I don't I, care I how good heinous. it looks. I care about the fucking narrative and the gameplay. Both of them make, make me want to take a fucking nine millimeter and shove it up my fucking ass. I get asshole. that. I just really love Kirby. I think that's the problem. <laughs> no, I mean, here's the thing. I, I think I think respect, if that's no respect. Also, if that's a seven or eight to you, it's a seven or eight to you. I I I would honestly, I would. I'm not big on Kirby's Adventure myself. I would give it five, but like, I I don't think it's a bad game, and I like I would rather play it over a link uh, link to past. And that's what Go matters, ahead. ladies and gentlemen. We are entering the sweet sixteen. All of our contestants have made it out of pools, and they are competing in the fucking real, the real deal, baby tournament. We got some tough ones. We got two, and I'm not gonna list off because it was so clean. We're just gonna clean them all out. Not gonna pre-announce them. The first match of the Sweet 16 in bracket A is the first seed Super Metroid versus the 13th seed Super Paper Mario. <laughs> I am ready to fucking fight. Really? Okay. I am ready to fight. Okay. Because I gotta be honest with you. I, I've been hiding my fucking power level right now. <laughs> I've been participating uh, in, in, a, in a fucking fake game. Because you know what? Super Metroid is better than Animal Crossing New Horizons. Super Metroid is better than Super Mario RPG. But Super Metroid I have some fucking problems with. Like the fucking fact that I don't like how Samus controls. And I think the combat is so fucking... is just is non-existent shit. Let me just say this. A game that I really connected with, that really fucking hit for me in this genre, was Axiom Verge. Because Axiom Verge is like, hey, what if we took Metroid, and like the aesthetics of Metroid, but also did this weird, like, like glitch punk thing, and also it controls like a Mega Man game. And I said, okay, alright, I'm in. Because I love Mega Man, because I like tight, I like my pussy tight controls, Miles, you know? <laughs> I, I like, I like it, I like my controls so fucking tight. And, and like, fucking... Samus in Super Metroid is like I, I was about to say on another planet, which was teeing me up for like to get bodied, so I'm not gonna say that. Like yeah. <laughs> it's so she jumps so fucking high and is so floaty and, so and like she takes up such a big she, portion it, it, of the screen. She's like a yeah, huge part of the screen and and, and like the, the 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 fucking the shooter 
is the most limp dick weapon ever. It's like up there with like the pistol from Dune 2016 as like the most limp dick weapon ever. I was like, oh man, like I know combat's not a big part of that game, but anything to do with shooting pisses me off. And just like, I understand why Miles appreciates the movement because I know that's one of the reasons you love that game um, because there is a lot of fucking wild shit you can do. But she just is too fucking floaty for me. And I appreciate the atmosphere and stuff, but like Super Paper Mario was like a game that totally fucking rocked my world when I played it. It was something that like I played it and like, because this is a game I played when I was, you know, got it when it came out, right? And I didn't fucking get it. I was an idiot kid. I didn't fucking get it. Then on some day when I was in high school, I ended up booting it up and playing it. And I was like, wow, I was really fucking moved by Super Mario, where Super Metroid is a game I can appreciate for the great the great game that it is don't let that get it twisted you, but like it's an abstracted appreciation yeah it's it's like a, it's like a yeah i'm not i'm not a fucking idiot i'm not gonna say super metroid is a fucking bad game but it's something that i just can't fucking connect with in the same way that the people who really love it the reason it's a number one the reason it's a fucking number one seed in this bracket and why it has so many good reviews and why it's the the tide for the highest rated you know, Nintendo games that we're going over right now. With a bunch of shit we disagree with. Yeah. Yeah. Only, like, I like, think it's there's the only, a reason. It's the only one in the in in the, the top seed we actually all agreed with. I no, um Mario it, was, 64. it was Majora's Mask, Thousand Years War, Metroid Prime, and No, this. no, Super No Super Metroid, Mario 64, Majora's Mask, Metroid Prime. Okay. Uh TTYD and Paper Mario are nine point ones. They're both second seed. Okay, okay. Right. Well, I mean I'm 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 ready. I'm ready to defend Super Metroid. But it's it's also hard because essentially I'm going to be arguing the head and both of you are coming from the heart. No, 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 no. I would vote Super Metroid easily. On this <laughs> really? Yeah. I was not expecting that. Oh, I, oh, I was not. Oh, I, what, uh, what? You were surprised? I wasn't. I fucking, okay. Now, <laughs> I, didn't, my, I didn't know you loved Super Metroid, I'll be honest. Thing, like, I, I played Super Metroid for the first time on the new Nintendo 3DS, you know, that virtual console release. So I hadn't, I like heard about it my whole life and I'm like, sure, over, just like Prime, it's going to like fail me. But no, that game is fucking legit. It's amazing. And then, and after playing Super Mario and that game play is so like middling and boring and kind of empty a lot of it until like the after game stuff where you do like a hundred trial floors. You can't, Super Metro is like the epitome of like classic, great perfect nintendo snes like it's the only really good snes game outside of mario world like, you can't say that when fucking Mega Man x is oh, no exists. out of nintendo out of nintendo okay 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 yeah, fair, thought, respect yeah, respect all those, yeah but yeah super metroid easily i think would win this specifically because it's up against paper mario i don't think it needs a big defense I mean, it doesn't. Super Metroid's gonna win, but i got i gotta i gotta fight for the homie out here dude well this was actually harder for me than expected um, I was honestly not ready for Ocarina of Time and Super Metroid to go against each other. I thought that was going to happen, and I was going to have to tear myself in half. But this is honestly... That'd be, yeah, that'd be shitty. This is similarly difficult for me, because I, I want to love and respect Paper Mario, because that game makes my heart feel all sorts of things. But I think Super Metroid is the superior video game. Um, and, I, and I also think, based on the things that it has done for gaming moving forward, it kind of still hasn't been replicated since then. I was I was thinking about this because like people talk about Zero Mission, what a great speedrun game that is. But Zero Mission has developer intended speedrun skips. They have like walls you can break, and it's like oh you can get past this. Like Super Metroid, it's all your skill. It's like Toki Tori Two, where it's like it's all what you can do. 
That's um, a fucking hysterical <laughs> comparison. It's true, and also, though. by the way, and also, by the way, I, I really, really like Zero Mission because Samus controls much tighter. Same well, thing with, like, Fusion. I like Fusion for, like, a bunch of different things. I like Fusion because it's linear as shit. That's, that's the thing. People need to start admission, admitting they like Fusion because they're babies and they like linear games. No, f- first of all, fuck, fuck you. There are plenty of great linear fucking games. That, well, not linear Metroid games. It's not why you play the franchise. Like, yeah, but here, I th- here's the but- thing. If, if you like, if you, if you secretly like fusion because it's linear you're a baby but there's other reasons to like fusion like fusion has i think a That's lot of the thing. Merit. there are other good a reasons lot of unique to like merit there there are there are other reasons but if your main reason is like oh i got lost in super metroid and i like fusion because it told me where to go you're a fucking baby and i hate yeah you. no that's not why i mean i prefer i mean here's the deal I prefer a fucking, I mean, genuinely, I prefer, like, a more linear experience and, like, uh, with those kind of controls where it's kind of like a genuine kind of action game, um, more so. And I like that Fusion's fucking hard as fuck. It's not hard, but, like, it's, like, you can't can't take a lot of hits, right? No, no, yeah, you can't take too much punishment. I mean, here's, here's my thing. I think the combat in Fusion's significantly worse than the combat in Super. Oh, my God, dude. Combat in Super's really No way. It's like I think the enemy design in Infusion is like it's it's like getting ganked. I I replaying Ocarina of Time like I had a very or replaying Majora's Mask I had a very very similar experience where I was just like oh this isn't hard enemies just fill the screen, uh and they just like overwhelm the shit out of you and they come at you really fast, um and it's like you you fight two enemies either things that pose no threat to you whatsoever or things that swarm you mercilessly and they're annoying oh i want to i just want to make want to make this point before we give the fucking win to super metroid and it, and it's the and it's the fact that and, and it's and some of you said miles where you're like super metroid is just the better game and that is something i just can't argue with <laughs> it is the better game like as a game it is better i have issues with it and but like it doesn't mean the fact that like most of super mario like gameplay wise is like pretty like just fucking mid and like, average, yeah, I yeah. feel I feel mid about like Super Metroid gameplay, but I still think it's better. Like it's a be- higher. It's higher. You know, it, yeah, it, it achieves more and it flies literally flies higher. Um, And and I and I will say just as a point to Super Metroid's favor, like just. I don't know how much of that game was intended or unintentional, but the fact that you can play the game in reverse is incredible. Well, I had my I had my fun. So you're Paper Mario. I'm glad you made it this far. Yeah. Can, uh, we no shade on Paper Mario, of course. Yeah. Paper next Mario. up, we're gonna do the fucking same thing because it's uh Star Fox sixty four in the sixth seed versus Ocarina of Time in the second seed. Shit. Tom, make your fucking take. Tom, make your, do it yeah, now. Do it now. I'm willing to be. I'm willing to be swayed. These are like my second and third favorite and sixty four. It goes Mario sixty four, Ocarina of Time, Star Fox sixty four. I'm fighting for my life here, so I'm so I'm ready. I'm ready to go, dude. Okay. Star Fox sixty four, Ocarina. I mean, I don't. Anywhere near the feelings of uh, towards Ocarina as I do Star Wars 64. I mean, there's nothing that I mean. But like when I was listening to last week, it was the last week, and you were talking about it, Miles, or the week before. Probably two weeks ago. Two now. weeks ago, where you you talk about the cinematography in Ocarina of Time, and it is really really striking. And like that is an argument I never heard anyone talk about before. Yet it is iconic and incredible, and it would be like a shame for Ocarina of Time to get knocked out so early. But I don't give a fuck, because Star Fox 64 is the best <laughs> fucking game, especially on that console, in my opinion. I mean, it's perfect from, from begin to end. Uh, it, it's like, and I have a video about it, like, the, the branching paths are so, like, interesting 
to just not just the gameplay but the narrative and like you were mentioning with bill and all these side characters but then you're you, you do get a different story every you time you get a different ending and the second the, the harder ending with fox's dad when fucking fucking come james mcleod comes in with his fucking sunglasses on rocks like you kill a brain that floats around and he and he's like come with me fox and and then fox comes out of the the, the venom sphincter and he's just looking around for his dad while all the other you know star fox members are like celebrating and he's like well what's wrong fox oh nothing oh it's like the greatest game ever i don't know it's the tightest gameplay the scoring, the scoring uh, mechanics are incredible. There's secrets. There's like a billion secret le- in every single level of special ways to make enemies spawn. The, the, all the vehicles are unique and awesome equally. The tank, the tank master, the, uh, the submarine, and the R-Wing are all great. All range mode has a whole other a- aspect to it. And then the, to, the game, like, there's like five million routes, but the speed run route is like super fun because it's Sector X where you fight the fucking robot who like is this like AI gone rogue and kicks Slippy out the fucking desert planet. Uh, oh, that shit's it's awesome. scary, <laughs> dude. Like he doesn't respond to like human about uh, I don't know. Um, but it's Ocarina of fucking time. So if I lose, it's okay, I guess. But but you're you're not going down without a fight this is like number now, one for me this is like a game i played let like me 70 times. let 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 me say this because here's the deal miles save save your save your breath i'm going with ocarina time but let me explain why as as the potential tiebreaker for okay. this genuinely i think a tough i think a tough round i mean again very, very tough call yeah, and like i don't here's the thing i don't want i don't want tom's number one to lose either like this is yeah. this is the part where we want to kill each other i can't but, fight ocarina, right though. like ugh. It's a tough. It's a, yeah. It's it shit. Shit sucks, Tom. I, I fucking feel you, dog. Yeah, you felt this seventeen times today already. Yeah, shit fucking sucks. But like, here's the deal. Both those games are excellent. Super Mar- Super Star Fox sixty four fucking excellent, excellent fucking plane shooter with a lot more going on than just its fucking gameplay. Agarita of Time is like still excellent and also all the cultural relevance wait, see, wait. just throws it over. Do a barrel roll. There's fucking nine million quotes from Star Fox that's culturally relevant. That that's a meme versus like Ocarina of Time's cultural relevance is everything that game did is still felt today in every game. I mean, think sits. about I mean, do you know how many third person action games like that have lock on because of fucking Ocarina that, of that's Time. That's the thing. Like, I genuinely believe that that Dark Souls could not exist without Ocarina of Time. Like every third person lock on game, Kingdom Hearts wouldn't exist. Lock on in general is just the most brilliant fucking like gameplay decision ever. And and the the amount of like the amount of things that Ocarina of Time not just standardized but proposed to people. I mean, I've I've already talked to death about Ocarina of Time. I, I I know I should save my breath, but like think about it like this: we whenever you get to a hard level in a game, what do you compare it to? To Cuphead. Yeah, or Cuphead. Yeah, whenever you co- you compare it to having to to dash jump in Cuphead. Ah, <sighs> don't get me started. Yeah, uh, but it's like people people <sighs> compare that to the Water Temple. Like people were terrified as kids of, of the Shadow Temple, and I think the big thing for me about Ocarina of Time is just the range of 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 things you're going to feel and experience throughout the game. You're, you know, it, it's, it, it's an interesting game from start to finish, and you get a, a wide variety of different scenarios and, and different experiences, as well as a very... It's just a charming game, and, and it's interesting because I think that while Star Fox 64 is a fantastic action film, uh, and, and Star Fox, let me just say up front, Star Fox would make a great film. I, I think that, that 
that's the thing is that the genre of Star Fox 64 and the atmosphere it presents and what it says is very limited. I think it is a great story and a a great game, but like Ocarina of Time really does speak to one of the most universal things in the world, which is just growing the fuck up and how much that sucks and how much the world changes. It gets smaller. It gets sadder. It gets lonelier. It gets harder. And, and this is all done on top of some of the best dungeons in the franchise. I think the best dungeons in the franchise, as far as I'm concerned, because they don't waste my fucking time. And and just this massive cultural significance. So, you, I mean, this was all obvious. Ocarina of Time is like my favorite thing in the world. Um, but Sam, do you do you have any final say? It's 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 Ocarina of Time. Ocarina of Time is again is my second favorite N sixty four game, which is a console I don't really like. So I gotta be honest, it's just not saying that much. Um, it's a game that with like five games I like on it, and like okay, so so it's it's not the end of the world, and like. How can you time is not a game I have the same level of uh, irreverence for that you do, Miles? But but what I what it does have is just good fucking gameplay and level design that doesn't make me want to fucking kill myself. Uh, and that goes a long way compared to every other fucking three D Zelda game that's not even Breath of the Fucking Wild. That's the thing. Like Breath of the Wild, I think I think is a grand champion amongst all of us. But it's interesting to say the least. Uh, and just still, like I can't, I can't, I can't shit on ooh. Cannot throw shade. Cannot shit yeah, on. Ooh, I have issues with it, but like, I mean, I have like gen- do problems with it, but like the good, the good, uh, and like that's sort of the thing is like the good is so fucking good, and the bad is 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 stuff that just eh, it doesn't matter to me that much in in this sense. But yeah, glad we were able to to get that situated. Starfix sixty four. We love you. We do. Tough shit. I'm no, sorry. Yeah, no this this has been a this has been a miserable uh, miserable bracket. It's like general, at the end of Star Fox Zero where they salute Iwata and their, the fallen comrade while the game is developed. You know, right at the end credits of Star Fox Zero, they're like, and one final thanks to our fallen comrade. Oh, they're damn. all saluting. Yeah, Semper Fidelis to our armed forces. Next up, we got a fucking breather. Thank fucking God. Seed seed number one, Super Mario 64 versus seed number five, Super Mario World 2, Yoshi's Island. I think we're all going to agree 64, probably. After the fucking fight we had about 64 and Mario Brothers, we better not let it lose to Yoshi's Island. I don't think any of us are caught on Yoshi's Island. I think it's all like just clout. I I think it's appreciation more than love. I'm like, I appreciate... I appreciate it. I don't even care. I don't even appreciate it either. Like, it's like, it's like, it's good, I guess. I just get by the second world, I get fucking bored and want to play something it's so else. True. The like, here's world the deal. Like, like, dude, here's the fucking deal, man. I sit down and play fucking Donkey Kong Country. I beat Donkey Kong Country. I can't beat Yoshi's Island. I get bored. I don't get bored playing Donkey Kong Country. Yeah, Yoshi's Island's, you know, maybe aesthetically a better game, gameplay wise, better, but fucking, I, I get bored. I get bored. It bores me. Um, and I, I'm in it, and this, it made it to Sweet 16, I genuinely think, because it had a, it had an easy bracket. Yeah, it, it, it wouldn't have advanced, um, against a lot of other things. Yeah. So, I mean, res- obviously, anything that makes it Sweet 16, it, with this fucking crew, is a big respect, right? Yeah. But, it's time to call it. Yeah, Yoshi's Island got here on a fluke, I think. Yeah, but hey, that's what makes these fun. Yeah. Next up, we got another fucking throwdown, okay. and it's the six seed Pikmin three versus the seven seed Splatoon. Shit! Oh god! Oh fuck! It's not even fucking close, guys. <laughs> Give it up. 
No, Let it I'm, I'm gonna go. fight this one, dude. No, dude, you can't. You can't win. <laughs> I can win. I have Tom as my secret weapon, dude. No, Tom. Tom will know in his heart that Pikmin Three is the better game than I, here, Splatoon. Here's the thing. I think we've both made our cases for both of these games. And and I'm actually I'm gonna put all the pressure on Tom because that makes for good content. No, before before time speaks, I I want to make one last final fucking hurrah. That all right, if you don't if you Pikmin if your 3. final hurrah is not good enough, I'm gonna make mine and I'm gonna destroy you. You should make yours fucking anyways. Fine. My thing is this: it's like <laughs> here's the deal. I've already said my piece about how it's filled with Nintendo bullshit and that they don't know how to make. They, 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 like, they know how to make a fucking fun multiplayer game, but everything surrounding the actual game so fucking pisses me the fuck off. But that doesn't work for this fucking crew. We, that's, it's already been proven that that's, that's not an acceptable answer for this fucking crew. Yeah, so you, gotta, you just, gotta do better. Let me say this. And Matt, Splatoon had its fucking time. Splatoon is not, no, is no longer... A game that most people are playing. And I get it. Both these games are on fucking Wii U right now. Pikmin 3, iconically, is one of the last holdouts on the Wii U. And I'm sure the fucking Switch port is only a matter of time. I'm sure sometime next year we're going to get a Pikmin 3 HD for the for an inevitable Pikmin 4, which was apparently finished four years ago. Thanks, Miyamoto. I think he, I th ironically enough, I think he meant, hey, Pikmin. People, people don't want to accept that. I'm pretty sure he meant, hey, Pikmin. You're probably right, which is fucked up. Yeah, like, exactly. It's fucked up. But still, like, here's the deal. Even if Pikmin 3 is the last Pikmin game, they went on on a fucking bang. Like, truly think about how Pikmin 3, it takes this IP that was, like, on the GameCube, but was just kind of forgotten about on the Wii. It got a couple ports, but, like, it got, like, a, the new play control thing, which a couple other games got. Um, which I think is how most people ended up experiencing it, but still like Pikmin 3 just takes everything good about one and amplifies it. And it takes the elements that really worked in two and amplifies those two. The stuff that was really good in two also were also amplified and stuff in three. It's just a perfect culmination of the entire franchise. And I would not be, and I'd be a little disappointed if we didn't get another one, but Pikmin 3 is so good that it's almost like, yeah, you know what? This idea, maybe it has run its course. But we got Pikmin 3, and that hits for me. And, and I think Pikmin 3 is always going to be a game uh, I'm going to be able to, you know, look, look back on and say, yeah, you know what? This was a fucking really excellent game and made me say, hey, owning a Wii U maybe isn't so bad after all. <laughs> That's a fucking joke. That's a fucking joke. But Splatoon is done. Splatoon 2 has been out for three fucking years and i know and i know it wasn't on the fucking list because i'd get i'd be i'd get pissed on by fucking miles if i didn't include the original because he has some arbitrary bullshit on why he doesn't like the sequel i don't want to get not, into it's it. not arbitrary it's, it's not, not arbitrary. arbitrary i don't want to get fucking into it i want to get fucking into it but it's it's some miles core bullshit that you're it's pissed about, off about. Game can we feel. agree can we fucking <laughs> agree that it's miles core shit no it, like it's the not. stuff you're mad about miles core. is important to everyone but people still play Splatoon 2. It's because I get they don't. That there's a core of people, and I get that there's a core of people that like Splatoon 1 more, like you and a bunch of other Japanese people who are still playing this game. But the fact, the fact that we, to you to get, to you to, 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 to play 
locals we needed to, to acquire we needed to go hunting on discords for eight people to get in a fucking lobby so we can play this fucking game for two hours when it's when it's a dead it's just a dead multiplayer game and i appreciate the time it had in the spotlight i'm able to really appreciate that summer <laughs> and and that in those nights playing Splatoon, I can appreciate that. But all the negative shit about Splatoon still stays the same for me. You're not going to be able to play this game in five years. The servers are going to get fucking shut down. Pikmin 3 is going to be, you know, it's, it's going to be, you're going to be able to play that shit at least, at least, right? I'm, I'm not crazy here. I'm not fucking crazy. We, I can't let this happen. I cannot let this fucking happen on this fucking podcast. That Splatoon passes fucking Pikmin 3. When Splatoon is a great Wii U game. It's a top 10 Wii U game. Which is not saying a lot because Wii U has 25 games, period. With that being said, like Pikmin 3 is so but, fucking but Sam, good. Sam, don't you see that? Such a great single play. Some of the beauty of Splatoon 1 is its transience, you know? It is. I hear you, but we also kicked Wii Sports off the list last round. Are you comparing? Well, it was because it was Wii against. Uh, well, but I think it was genuinely because it was against something that that wasn't better or that was better. Was what? Well, what was it against? Even I mean, I mean, it was against. It was against Pikmin Three. <laughs> oh come on! Which hey, I mean, I mean, I mean, but but like to my point, like like that is just that's always going to be an element to. These multiplayer games, especially like f multiplayer focused suites like Splatoon. And there's no reason for anyone to just not play Splatoon 2. And I get it. The game feel, the Miles core issues with the game. I understand. I'm your friend, dude. <laughs> I can appreciate this. I know. I know. You're, just, you're not going to let it happen. But there's. But. There's no, like, the, the, why would you convince anyone to go play Splatoon 1 today? I'd make an argument where it's like, look, like, I don't, don't buy a Wii U, but if you do, get Pikmin fucking 3. Like, don't, don't, you don't get a, you don't, you're not gonna, like, Splatoon's not gonna be around. It barely is now. You can barely get into a game now, and if you do, hey, but you had fun when you got the, into it. You're, you're playing with, you're playing with, the, with some, um, with some lag uh, from across the across the way. Here, here is my hail mary, as we all as we've all been waiting for, which is that I what you were talking about with memories and Pikmin three and all these things being you know being being a time and and being like a period where if it is the last Pikmin game, it went out on a bang. Splatoon was nothing but going out on bangs. There was no sequel guaranteed. It was it was a risk. No one was really sure about how it was going to do. And I and I think as far as history goes and as far as the history of nintendo goes what makes splatoon so special is that it, it is a a multiplayer game through nintendo's very specific lens and that that yeah. lens was to make something very community-based and and something very focused on forging memories um people people have a yeah people have such irreverence for uh for splatfests even though really splatfests aren't necessarily like the most mechanically interesting thing in the world what's interesting about them is the social sphere and and what I what I, I think makes what what I think makes Splatoon so special is the same thing you, that you said with Pikmin. Maybe Splatoon's time is up. Maybe it's over. And Splatoon two is gonna come out. And Splatoon three is gonna come out. 
and that one's and I'm probably gonna think that one's I'm I'm probably gonna think that one also sucks. I don't know, but like at the end of the day, what what you said about Pikmin three is amplified in the beauty of Splatoon. The fact that it's over and that it's done and that you'll never get to experience it that alone, I think, makes it something incredible. And 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 even then, mechanically speaking, it's still gonna be great. And I in and, and here's the deal. I I so. Let, 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 let me say this. It's not that I'm like, I don't really disagree with whatever you're saying, but they're, you, they're you important. Rather, they're, yeah. they're important. But, well, yes, and there are also important caveats that you need to, that we need to just be fucking straight on. Splatoon, Splatoon was a multi online multiplayer focused game through a Nintendo lens, which is genuinely what makes the game interesting. But also, the Nintendo lens has a ton of fucking skin oil blemishes all over the fucking thing like you need to miles please understand i'm i'm asking you like fucking sakurai please under fucking stand that there are other fucking multiplayer games on other platforms people that have been making these multiplayer games for fucking decades on pc on the original xbox on the ps3 the 360 that has solved some of the fucking shit that is just people who play splatoon except because the game is good and i can understand that but if the game didn't fucking hit with you in that hard of a fucking way that shit really hurts the fucking experience that it's like you gotta ask for fucking more and like those blemishes are a fucking huge part an impact of what pissed people off about that game and again there's a lot of good in that shit but let's also remember you boot up splatoon on wii u now me versus fucking dead it's gone the community aspect that appeal of the game in 2020 which is when we are doing this list is there and there is merit to say that it, it, there is merit in games like splatoon like Wii Sports, hell, even Smash Ultimate. It didn't make it out of round one, but that was a moment when it came out and we did have fucking fun those two weeks. We did have fun those first couple months with the Wii and we did have fun the summer that fucking Splatoon came out. But guess what? That shit only gets you so far when we're dealing with fucking a great game that Pikmin 3 is going to be a great game forever. Pikmin Splatoon has already lost a lot of what made it good. The constant updates, they've moved on. Meverse, it's been fucking let go. The online servers will inevitably be fucking shut down because nobody owns a Wii U, let alone is going to be playing one in 2025 and definitely not 2030. And that's that's my fucking case. I can't I can't say it any more clearly than that. That's my fucking case. Well, it comes down to Tom. What do you think? I didn't play Pikmin 3. <laughs> I did. I love Pikmin 3. It's... And I wasn't... I'm no Miles core, like, 3,000 hours Splatoon speed running. Only 600. Oh, so, okay. Uh, <laughs> Don't make me sound crazy. Like, like, it's a game of... Like, the, even, like, at a narrative level, it's a game about, like, apocalypse and the ending of things and, and how little... Like, the Wii U is fossilized in the fucking ground and you hear fucking train tracks derail and the single player as it goes above you. The fact that it also then also dies and is zombified into, like, Z Splatoon 2. It's, like, it's very representative of what's, like, interesting about multiplayer games in general. 
So I'm overlooking the Nintendo bullshit. It's clear. It's clear that I cannot get fucking through to you people. I do want to. I do want to ask. I, this. I was actually. I I was actually going to lay down on the fire though and say I do think that while we're always going to have this irreverence for Splatoon, I think we have to give it to Pikmin. And and that's that's sort of my my end point is it's like like that that like like dude some of the I've had so much fucking fun with fucking Wii Sports dude like genuinely. But it's not, it's just not going to, it just, that reverence cannot, can only get you so far in a bracket in which there are, let's just be honest, we have issues with a good chunk of these games, but these are 64, playable, acceptable, bare minimum, you know, f- 5 out of 10 games, right? With, right. with outlier exceptions for each of us, right? These are all good, good games, and some of them are fucking masterpieces, some of them are fucking series like industry defining titles that's the kind of producer nintendo was we had to kill mario brothers in round two two hours ago you know what i love after i said my piece you're still like willing to defend pikmin 3 and i I, i'm willing to give it to pikmin 3 too because Uh, that's that's the thing like i i would love to say splatoon made it out of sweet 16 did it i don't know we're in sweet 16 we are in sweet it's in sweet 16 which is again extremely impressive knowing i would i would love to say it made it to top eight but i i think the problem is that ultimately you are right a great game is going to be immortal forever and splatoon was a great experience it was a great ride um and 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 that has merit yeah and that i don't want to make that clear that does have merit like it's just looking the the other thing is that this podcast is going to be around forever this bracket's going to be around forever. Yeah. And I think we have to vote on games that are going to be around forever at a certain point. And that's sort of the thing is like, in 10 years, in 2030, when people are really doing archaeological digs on Wii U's, <laughs> if Pikmin 3 doesn't make it over, you can still, you you can play Pikmin 3. You can do it. Splatoon, you're going to be able to play the hour and a half single player campaign, which is... Four hours, which is pretty, very good. Four hours? Four hours. I'm yeah. used to your speed runs. I'm sorry. No, it's fine. It's not. I just, ass- I just assume the game's roughly an hour and a half. No, it's, it's. I, I went fast. I won't be, I won't be too upset because Pikmin Three is worthy of a lot of praise. So I'm not. Splatoon is such an important game to me, but like I'm, I'm practical enough to recognize, like at the end of the day, what we're doing here is we're not just selecting our favorite games necessarily. We're selecting, yeah. we're selecting things that we, that we think deserve to be elevated over and we've things. and i want to let you know in the last like 30 minutes we've all lost something i lost super paper mario tom lost Star Fox 64 i have to lose splatoon and i'm fine and you gotta that. lose fucking splatoon okay that's fine this is this is the loss this is yeah no th- this is this is what this is what the podcast was really here for like part one was other than the 64 discussion part one was was us no, part, the 64 discussion was in this one. Was part it? two. That was in round two. Yeah. Yeah. This this podcast has literally been about kill your darlings. We have to make the hard decisions that you yourself cannot make. And you know what? We're about to make another kill kill your darling. Although the answer is a bit more obvious. Next up on the list, and the X we're in the X quadrant now. Uh, first game of the X, first battle of the X quadrant during Sweet 16 is uh, the eighth seed uh, Zelda Breath of the Wild versus the fifth seed Mario World. Mario World. I love you so fucking much. I gotta give it a fucking Breath of the Wild. I have to give it to Breath of the Wild too. And and it's a shame because this is our last chance to talk about Super Mario World. 
Um, and Does I anyone really... have anything else to, to say about Mario? I actually, World I do. Yes. Please, please, by all means. Um, I think I think what makes Super Mario World so special, and and the reason that I wish it could have won out, but it can't because <laughs> Breath of the Wild is is our favorite thing. But at the end of the day, I think the the reason that Super Mario World deserved better is the fact that that it it is essentially like to me the it's almost like a fucking mission statement of what Mario would be about. Because Super Mario Bros. One is fun. Super Mario yeah. Bros. Two, little weird, but it's a fun game. Super Mario Bros. Three, fun. But Super Mario World is about joy. It's fun ascended. It's it's about it's about joy. It's about it's about a, a cozy atmosphere. It's about like the music isn't just like like upbeat like platformer music. It's like frantic and like bubbly and yeah. and and like even like the the speeds that Mario can run at just along the ground, like him outstretching his arms and all these things. Like it, it the the game is just about fun and it's about discovering secrets and playing around. And and I I think that as far as that goes, I think Super Mario World to me is Mario. When I think about Mario, I do think about Super Mario World. And and if I genuinely think if if we were putting it up against Mario sixty four, I might have I might have put it above sixty four. I I, think, I might have waned too. Honestly, yeah, I I it's... think that World deserves deserves so much so much love and affection, and it just got a shit hand. There's, there's never, the thing with Mario World is that Mario World is never shitty. It's never bad. Like, when you said it's about fun, it's about joy, I was like, thinking back, and I was like, that game was always fun. Regardless if I'm in a kind of a good mood when I play it, if I'm kind of, like, feeling kind of shitty and I play it, I feel good. When I play it with friends, I feel good. When I play it by myself, I feel good. I streamed it, and I felt good. Like, you could play that whenever, and, you, and it's gonna make you feel fucking good. And... It sucks we had to lose it so early, and again, like it made it, it it made it past thirty two other games, right? Right. Like, there's merit there. There's a ton of merit there, and these are thirty two Nintendo games. If we had a better round, it absolutely would have been top eight. Exactly. Like, and that's sort of the thing. Like, you know, if it if it if it had you know better better seating, or and here's the deal: even if I did end up switching out Majora's Mask in in uh, Breath of the Wild, we still would have came to this. It still would have came to this exact exact thing. And that's the thing is Nintendo's got a lot of great, amazing titles that we've had to kill in the first round, in the second round, in this one. And this has been a brutal. This has been a bloodbath. This is fucking. Yeah. This is so I, but I got to give it to Breath of the Wild. Tom, do you got any last words before we exile um, Mario World to the fourth dimension? It's. I can't wait till we can like all start gushing over Breath of the Wild. It's, we'll get yeah. there. We need a we need we need a, like a, a a weapon you know a weapon to surpass Breath of the Wild. Next up, the second and last of the X bracket is the sixth seed Fire Emblem Three Houses versus the second seed Smash Brothers Melee. It's been very interesting. These two games have been very interesting. I feel like both Three Houses and Melee has had easy brackets, like. Three houses went up against Mario Maker, wasn't really a contest there. Mario Party 5, no contest there. Melee went up against Nintendo Land, no contest there. Sunshine, really no contest there. This is a tough, this is a tough decision. I think we have to ask yourself the question, how good is Smash really? Like, how good is Smash at its best? I think Melee really is that good. Like, I really do think, like, Melee, Melee can be whatever you want it to be. And the fact that there are crazy motherfuckers out there. 24, 20, or excuse me, 18, or 20 right now? 
2001? 2001, yes. 19 years fucking later, still playing that game and still pulling the numbers that it does. And, and the fact that it has a... The fact that this GameCube game has a has a big online scene right now. Obviously, there's multiple reasons for that, but the fact that you could, you could play this GameCube game online because there are people so fucking passionate about the game and the community and everything revolving the game and the love of fucking Melee is so palpable to people who are maybe not even Smash fans, but everyone can feel the, the love that Melee gets from its most hardcore. But I'm not in that group. I respect that group a lot, despite the fact that they don't fucking shower. I, I like the lore. I love Smash competitive lore. I think it's got some of the richest history in esports ever. I care about Smash Brothers as a fun game I like to play with my friends and sometimes by myself. And Melee to me is the funnest one to play, be it by myself, doing single player stuff with just fucking around, booling around in CPU battles, doing actually playing with my friends, hopping on net play and, and trying to be a bit sweaty. That hits, and like, the game's legacy, and its continued legacy, is such a testament. I mean, we were just talking about how Splatoon is a, is, 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 is dead. It's, it's dying, and it's going to be done. Melee has had everything fucking thrown at it. Melee should be done by all stretches of the imagination, but it has succeeded and has come out on top of that because it is a fucking great game. That's my fucking piece on melee. I I'm I would like to hear Tom's piece because I I think I think my answer is gonna be kind of obvious. I don't know actually. I, what is I'm curious, Miles. What would be obvious over that? I my answer is actually melee. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Really? Yeah. My answer is melee because I love Three Houses. Don't get me wrong, but I love Three Houses as, as a story and as a narrative. Um, and of course it's a Fire Emblem game. Those are all great, but. But I think Melee has stood the test of time, as you've pointed out, and we don't necessarily know where Three Houses is going to go and where it's going to be. Um, but at the same time, like, Melee is one of these games that that there there is so much to it. There There is so much to it as a package and as, as, as a gameplay experience that that is so personal and customizable and really does represent Nintendo Nintendo at its best. I mean, it's 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 a it's a single player experience. It's a series of challenges, unique creative challenges. It's a competitive experience. It's a fucking history museum. Melee Melee really is like just what video games it it it's kind of almost a testament to video game culture at the time. Uh, or at least Nintendo culture at the time. And and I think I think here's the thing. Melee is a museum. Because Melee has all of these stages that kind of demonstrate these characters and their movesets are, are very faithful to their moves at the time. There's not, like, these sorts of weird, like, made-up moves that they gave certain characters. Um, I mean, Falcon Punch. Yeah, well, besides the Falcon Punch. I mean, Captain Falcon in general is made up. Um, and the Shine. Well, yeah, but it's based on the Reflector. From, from, from what? Yeah. Oh my god, There's you're no right, the Shine is made up. Oh my god, you're right. But the but, but that's but, like... but to be fair, but that's, that's, that's a, a great testament point. to the fucking melee that melee has. It's uh, melee created so like melee is the reason that people give a shit about Captain Falcon and Fire Emblem. Fire Emblem, three houses would not fucking exist 
It, well, it wouldn't Maylin. be in America. It certainly it, would not at be the in the very, United States. Yeah, right? At the least, it would not be here. Nobody gave a shit about... The, fucking, we didn't get these games until GBA, regardless. After and even Melee. so, they weren't super popular. Melee is what made people... Because who's Marth? Who the fuck is Marth? Who the fuck is Roy? And to some, and to some lesser extent, who the fuck is Captain Falcon? Who the fuck is Ness? You know? Like, who the fuck is Mr. Game & Watch? Like... Kind of nobody, the, but that's that's the point. Yeah, like, that's, it, it, it's, like, it, it makes, Melee made people, made me fucking care about all these characters, and I don't think I'd be as big as, I don't think I'd be the Nintendo fan I am today without Melee, and that's a fucking fact, and that will not fucking waver. I don't think it's up against a fair fight. I don't think Fire Emblem Three Houses can, can touch Melee, but I think Melee's hitting its ceiling. Just because there's so much that's so amazing about it, that's kind of serendipity or fluky. Like all the really, like the competitive scene only lives so long because of all these weird mechanics that seem to be, at least by admission, who knows if he's lying, Sakurai just accidentally didn't bug fix out. There, there's, there's some, there's a lot of things that people say are because I've, I've looked into this actually because I've been curious about it. There's a lot of stuff, um, like wave dancing, wave dance, uh, dashing and dashing. L canceling that were dis that were intended, that were intended mechanics, um, but. Melee is just a, it's just a, it's a melting pot of happy accidents. Genuinely, I, I, to be honest with you, I don't think wave dashing was intentional. I don't. And that's what he said. That's what he said. In like, I a, in like, I can't fucking believe he said that. Yeah, because um, some characters don't wave dash well. Yeah, it's different. It's it's fucking different for everyone, right? It, it, it's it's like, but but still, like wave dashing. It, it's not about wave dashing. It's about the options that wave dashing gives you as a player that's why wave dashing is important in the fucking competitive scene like l canceling is is this bullshit right like l canceling is just something that you should always do you if you don't do if you it, it is never inopportune to not l cancel right like but but still like this is the fact that everything works how it works and yeah the game's got fucking problems at both both in like a general sense and in a fucking competitive sense but the fucking highs are so high it's like, great. who knows if we're going to be talking about three houses in 20 fucking years. Melee that's, that's proved itself, right? Yeah. Yeah, I agree. It, it, Melee has stood itself. the test of time. Melee. We yeah. know that. Worth going on. There are some games, because that's the thing is, like, that's always going to be a thing is, that's what I find interesting about, like, recency bias is you have the benefit of looking at a game like Fire Emblem Three Houses with, with you know, more, at, like, you know, with more accurate lenses, right? Here's what the game really is versus, you know, in some of our extents, more than, than others, what we remember Melee being, right? But at the same time, Melee has had, you know, has, you know, years, you know, 17 years or so on Three Houses, right? And it's right. proven that it, it, it's going to stick around. It's going to kick fucking ass. Yeah, three Houses. Three houses it's no perfect we'll, we'll wait and see. It's a lot. There's a lot of flaws. Like, like in the DLC, they strip away... Like, they force you to be less sandbox. So you have only certain characters, certain amount of XP, certain amount of items, certain amount of money in the DLC. And the map design really shows it's, like, big problems when you have this big, open, lazy map design with these really, like, regimented uh, rules surrounding your character growth. And the game kind of falls apart a little bit because of that. And so it's, like, a fun, dumb Fire Emblem. And that's kind of... And that's what's good about it, but that's also mm -hmm. what's bad about it. Gotcha. That's a great. That's a great point. Yeah, I, I think. I, I think perspective-wise, that's a fantastic point, especially because you're the gameplay guy with Fire Emblem. It's definitely like a sandbox, just mess around. It's not like the tight 
GameCube or even GBA <laughs> games um, that like one stories usually are a little more concise and interesting, uh, but also like the gameplay is solid and you can't fuck it up. And I, I do want to say this before before we exile three houses to the to the fucking uh, fourth dimension. It's that like you got to give huge props to Three Houses for for making it this far, which I know and I've said about every new. fucking game, but that's exactly that's what I was about to say. This game came out last year, and it's going up against fucking games that that you know we have loved for fucking years, if not decades of time. That's impressive that a game because that because Three Houses don't got nostalgia. All it has is being good. And the fact that it's made it this fucking far with this stacked of a fucking category, good shit, man. God bless it. Shout out to Three Houses. Happy anniversary. Finally, the Y category for the Sweet 16. We have the 16th seed, Zelda 2 versus the 4th seed, Tropical Freeze. This actually might surprise you, but yeah, I'm going to hit you guys with that Tropical Freeze recommendation. I, I think Zelda, Zelda, 2, Zelda 2 is awesome. Zelda 2 is a great fucking game. I know I fought hard for Pikmin, but like, and and I'll and I'll will I and I I could see that I will continue to fucking con, con, concede on that point, but like it's time, it's time is up. Tropical Freeze is 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 a fucking immaculate. That and game is you can't, moving it's on. Hard to fucking beat that shit. I think we've said more than enough about Zelda too. Yeah. Um. So Zelda respe- Zelda much is respect. good, but Tropical Freeze is perfect. Really, and that's kind of that's kind of what you get. And finally, the last bout of the Sweet Sixteen, another breather. Uh, number three seed Super Mario Galaxy versus the fifteenth seed Kirby's Adventure Galaxy. Yeah, Th- that, yeah. I'm so- Kirby. Kirby is another game that made it on a fluke. I feel like. Yeah, yeah. And the, but that's the beauty, man. That's the beauty. Anything can happen in a March Madness style bracket, right? Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, we are now entering the Elite Eight. This will determine what is going to the Final Four and who will be the winner of each individual of the quadrant brackets before we get there. So to decide the A bracket, we have the first number one seed Super Metroid versus the number two seed Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. The moment you've all been fucking waiting for. Watch Miles get torn in half like Bone Tomahawk. I think the answer to this fucking question, here's the deal. I fought for Super Paper Mario. I didn't fight for Ocarina of Time. It's fucking Ocarina of Time. Yeah, I mean, and and this this hurts because I'm a gameplay guy, and I would love to give it to the game with the superior gameplay, but like, I I think at the end of the day, we also have to consider other people's feelings to at least some extent, right? Um, and and sort of like the cultural relevance of of these sorts of things, and I think Ocarina of Time, there is just it it's it's stood the test of time in a way that I think is more impressive than Super Metroid because Super Metroid, I'll just say it, a- SNES games. Unanimously they age better than they 64 games. fucking easy. No, I'm with you, dude. I'm with you 100%. Like, most 64 games, just, like, they, they, they look outdated at a certain point. And I think the fact that Ocarina of Time still stands as just this really impressive attempt at a 3D adventure game in a, in a, in a, a way where there was no blueprint is even more impressive. Um, you know, of course, it, it takes the Link's Awakening, or Link to the Past uh, format. But, like... Yeah. At the end of the day, like Ocarina of Time is still felt everywhere. Um and and for me, I I, I, I have to I have to give it to Oot. Yeah. And I will say and I will I wanna make this point about about something you said where you said you're you're a gameplay guy and you want to give it to the game a better gameplay. 
I love video games, and I only like video games compared to every other medium because I like to play them. I value gameplay so fucking much. But I'm also not naive enough to say that gameplay is the only thing that matters. Ocarina of Time has decent gameplay, but it has a ton of other unique merits. Being that the fact that it's on more powerful hardware, being that the fact that it's in 3D, being that the fact of it in millions of other fucking shit, right? Yeah, we, There's we millions about of reasons to like a game. We talked about all that. There's millions of reasons to, to, to love every single one of the games we're going to be talking about from here on out. Ocarina of Time is great. It's fucking great. Tom, do you, do, you, do you want to make a case for Super Metroid? Do you I, want to say anything about Ocarina of Time? I, I'll agree. I don't think it would be too blasphemous to put Super Metroid. I think there's plenty of people that think that's the best Nintendo game, but I agree yeah. with Ocarina of Time. I could see Super Metroid winning a lot of yeah. brackets for it people. It would win a lot of other people's brackets, and I think if it wasn't up against Ocarina of Time, it would make it in the top four for whatever brackets it, it's in. I, I can't. Yeah. There, there are, like, a, a handful of games in this bracket that are, like, you're fucking done. But, like, Super Metroid versus Ocarina of Time, I knew it was coming, and it hurt me so much. Um, but, I mean, here's the thing. I, I haven't really wanted to replay Super Metroid since I did a couple playthroughs of it in 2018. I already want to replay Ocarina of Time and, and do, do it better and do it different. And, uh, and I would love to play 3D. Because as much as I love the 64 models, and I, I think that 20 FPS actually does enhance the game it's more cinema you're such a clown dude no i mean well here's you, the thing like, dude look you get your ubisoft clown shoes on dude oh it's more 30 fps is more cinematic no like like 20 24 fps is literally the frame rate of cinema i mean yes i, I know and, that and I so like fucking, and, and the camera in 30 fps in ocarina of time the, the, i i had a similar moment watching the death stranding watching death stranding cutscenes in 60 like there was a moment where you just realize oh i'm so accustomed to lower frame rates in film that seeing cutscenes in 60 does look a little strange but that's that's the thing if ocarina of time was always in 30 i wouldn't have thought that mm. um it's just having the comparison and being like this is usually how it's like when people talk about like the hobbit at 48 fps yeah 48 looks wrong 48 just looks fucking wrong yeah it's also like a film too like like there's 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 reasons why games are at a higher frame rate well, right? th well that's like, the thing like the cutscenes being at at 30 are weird but the rest of it is better like significantly better mm -hmm. um and and that's that's sort of the the point i'd love to play it in 3d like i'd love to play a uh, you know i'd love to play a remake i'd love to see it remade again you know with just hd graphics and nothing else and there's else. some great uh, and there's some really great um um uh, N64 Ocarina of Time um, uh, texture updates where they just increase the where they just in keep keep the spirit of everything but just inc increase the the base resolution of everything and those look good. Those well, look I want to bring up something you once said, which is I asked you what are the flaws of Ocarina of Time, and you said it runs at 20 FPS and the aiming. And yeah, I the said, aiming really sucks. The aiming's and awful, then, but it's also in Majora's Mask, so fuck you if you, I, if I you mean, hit me with that not, shit. I, I mean, that doesn't make it any better. <laughs> no, no, like, people people are gonna be like, yeah, it's got flaws. I'm like, yeah, it's the same flaws in Majora's Mask. Fuck you. Yeah, um, and there's other things, and then there's other reasons to, 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 to have issues with, like, Ocarina of Time, too, and I think, like, and I think, like, that game is a series of like nothing but highs for you. I think there's a lot more mid. There's a lot more mid moments in that game for me personally, where I I just don't feel as passionately about it as you do. Um, but it's still excellent. Like the still the highs of that game are are extreme, extremely fucking high, and I really well, give a shit about that. Yeah, I mean we we were talking about the fact that like there's the the game can only go up from here. You know, you can only improve the aiming, you can only, I mean, I don't know, maybe they could do some things with, like, the overworld, add some more secrets, I don't know, 
Yeah, there's, more, yeah and there's other stuff like that too. Like, yeah, like, I mean, like, yeah, we can, but like, it's all, it feels, it feels all nitpicky, dude, whenever I like complain about Ocarina of Time. This is a bunch of like little shit I just don't fucking care about. But that's just because the game's so fucking good. The base of the game is so fucking good that yeah. the only thing left to complain about is, you know, like, you know, you know relatively trivial shit. And I think it's that's too much it, waiting. It's tourism. You know, it's fucking, fucking I don't, clown shoe arguments. Fucking, I don't care about that shit. But like, Still, like, there's just so much fucking merit to this game. It's a good game. GG, Super Metroid. You did, you did fucking well. Yeah, I, I wish, I wish things were different, and I wish things were better. But yep, that's the bracket, man. That's why this that's is the, fun. It's, it's the fucking the way the fucking cookie crumbles. All right, next I, up. I've already said I think if Super Metroid was in another bracket, it would make it to top four, possibly even top two. Next up, to decide the winner of the B, the B bracket, the B quadrant, Mario 64 versus Pikmin 3. Mario 64 has already been fucking selected, by the way, so we don't have to talk about this. <laughs> Pikmin 3, I'm super glad we After got you to get I am super glad. I, here's the deal. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. What matters is that Pikmin 3 made it to fucking Elite 8. I genuinely think that game is way better than a lot of people give a fucking credit for, and it's great, but Mario 64 is just fucking better for all the reasons outlined in the previous two episodes of this, uh, or in the, in the previous episode and this week's. But to decide the, the winner of the X bracket, we have Breath of the Wild versus Melee. Oh, this one, this one actually hurts a little bit more. This one, but... this one hurts a lot, actually. For like you? this one hurts a yeah, genuinely. Melee's fucking awesome, but it sounds Breath like you've already better. made up your mind. Yeah. Breath of the Wild is fucking better. Like, yeah, I, I think, I think that the, the I, I would like to talk about Breath of the Wild when it inevitably wins. Um, we'll, 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 we'll get there. We'll fucking yeah, but, get there. but like, I, I think, I mean, we've already said our pieces on Melee, and and I think, I think there is still so much left to say about Breath of the Wild. It's kind of breezed and cruised through this because it's had. Some easy competition, and hopefully it'll get to something harder where we really have to talk about it. But fuck it. Sorry, melee. We love you. Now here, here here's one that is I think is going to be interesting, and it's the winner deciding the winner of the Y quadrant, and it's the fourth seed Tropical Freeze versus the third seed Mario Galaxy. And if we did this a couple months ago in like January, I would have said Mario Galaxy. But after I went back and played it, I think I'd give it a fucking tropical freeze, honestly. That's fucking pretty, pretty fucking crazy to say, right? It's pretty fucking wild and out there. Tom, to I want to hear what you have to say about this, because I do think that's kind of wild and out there. But I also don't know if I disagree. I, I want to... I want to... Uh, Tom, we haven't heard from you in a hot fucking second. Talk about the beauty of tropical freeze while I... While I think about my point and why I, how I want to word it and how I think it, I think it deserves to be be better or deserves to be put over this. I mean, unlike Galaxy, especially, like it's it's a game that like every single component of it makes a whole world that always makes sense, no matter what. Every single platform, every single you know different kind of background element, it all works together. Every enemy, they, there's no uh, world world-bending breaking going on everything makes sense like we said with the popsicle sticks that those platforms are all real objects in the diegetic uh level design in the world that you see earlier in the level yeah. created and spit out by a machine and yeah. maybe it's a little too like some people will say it's like it's almost overzealously like gimmicky and that like every new stage is like it makes it almost it's too distracting how like organic it is which i just think is like an odd argument, but I guess that's that a. I don't even understand where that's coming from. If it's organic, you wouldn't like. If it's organic, which it is, you don't notice it, which you don't. 
you do from an analysis perspective on it, but when you're playing it, you're having a great, unique, fun time, and it's a compelling fucking play because every single level feels fucking Here's different. Here's the thing, like, anyone who says that, like, also have to, has to lobby that at, at the old country games. Maybe worse, though, or maybe more so, though, because those games had significantly more gimmicky levels. Um, versus, I think that Tropical Freeze uses its mechanics 24-7. You are constantly switching out Kongs, you're constantly finding fast, you know, you're constantly jumping, jump rolling to get puzzle pieces, and, uh, you know, and, and even using things like the ground pound to, like, one of my favorite uses of the ground pound, which is not that useful, but it's in the game anyways, and they found a way to use it, is when you're like, where do I go from here? Oh, I'm on a Zeppelin, and there's a needle below me. I'm gonna ground pound this, this platform to push it down into the needle. Suddenly you fly up into the sky, and it's like, they they found a lot of creative uses of, of the same five or six abilities, and they also made these levels in such a way where every Kong is viable um, and, and is able to, to do a little something. Uh, I think, obviously, you know, speedrunners have proven Cranky Kong is objectively the best for movement and all that, but, like, you also have, you know, Dixie Kong who gets you higher and Diddy Kong who gets you farther. And if you are a casual player or, or, or a player who's not trying to go for ILs and stuff, like, you really are managing... Um, you know, you're managing different Kongs for different situations that might be useful in different ways. Every mechanic in that game lines up perfectly with every gimmick in that game in a way where they never take away from the core gameplay mechanics in, in a way that even the original country games straight up fucking failed to do. It's like 2D platformer porn. Like, it's like, like every level, you're just like, every single new mechanic they introduce, it somehow works in concert with the last one they just introduced in the earlier part of the level. And like, like I, I, my video I talk about, like it's like the, the, the lead, what is it called? Breeze top drop or something, whatever. Uh, tree top bop, I think or it something is. Something like that. That's Where, the first boss. Oh, I don't know. It's tree top bop, which is fucking, oh, big top bop is the but big like, top there's, boss. There's a one where like the, there's owls with horns that blow leaves and like. Oh yeah. And it works in concert with the music too. Like the music also is part of the level design where the yeah. horns coming in through the soundtrack are the horns the owls are blowing to in time with the platforming and the song. It's and like, mechanically, it's it's interesting because that's one of the only levels that's on a global cycle. Most of the other levels are, are on a cycle where they go on cycle the moment you go on screen. That one is actually a little bit different because of the diegesis element, the diegetic element. And, and, and like, it's just, it's little things like that that make Tropical Freeze such an incredible game. Like, it's more, it's like, dude, like, a lot of people, I think, with Tropical Freeze, they get hung up on the fact that it's, like, a, just a 2D platformer. It's like, no, like, it's more than just a 2D platformer. It's just a completely great experience. It's, like, one of those games where the more I think, it's like, it's like, it's like Shovel Knight or Dark Souls or any of my other favorite games, where the more I think about it, the better it fucking gets. And that's the point it has over Galaxy, where Galaxy was very meaningful for me. That was at one point my favorite game of all time. It used to be in the top three. And then guess what? It kept I sliding down. Older. I got fucking older. I played more games. I expanded my hashtag gamer horizons, dude. And I just got to the fucking point with Galaxy where I was like, this is something that I'll always appreciate and I'll always treasure, but and it was excellent. And it deserves a spot in the fucking top four and in the top and everywhere. It's a great game. But like compared to Tropical Freeze, which I've consistently fucking loved 
and have beaten the goddamn fucking Congo drum on so hard for the last six years since the day that fucking shit came out. I gotta give it a Tropical Freeze where Galaxy's merits of nostalgia, again, with Splatoon and Wii Sports and all the other ones we have hard nostalgia for, it's only gonna get it so fucking far. That's a still a great game, but you know what? I said it before and I'll say it again. The Wiimote really dates that game. And I hope we do get that HD remaster that's been rumored about with the All-Stars 2 with 64 and Sunshine and Galaxy 1 and hopefully 2 as well. Just so we can remove some of the fucking bullshit from that game that just, I gotta be honest, it, it, it didn't feel like a big deal at the time. But like going back and being like, no, this is all waggle and waggle sucks. And there's real merit to, to motion aiming, CVR. But a lot of the implementation of Mario Galaxy is just not that good, and it really dates the game in a shitty way, because you need that hardware to play it. It's not as playable as the other Mario games, and it's fallen for me, like, a lot. I don't think it's a bad game, or even a good game. I think it's still fucking great. But there's still, but like, there's bad sections. Like, the, the bee suit is, like, awful. And Tropical Freeze is, like on 10 the whole game there, and then you beat the game and all the like extra unlockable levels are even better somehow like it's incredible it's fucking it's just an, an incredible time and they're in tropical freeze is just it's just so much fun and you can replay it as forever and you can listen to that soundtrack forever and it's going to be beautiful for fucking ever like everything about that game is so it's so good it's just so good retro studios is so immensely fucking talented um, even though and we, I can't we killed Metroid Prime. Yeah, even though we killed early. Metroid Prime, but here's the deal, like, come on, like, they made fucking five excellent fucking games. Like, yeah. Metroid Prime 1, 2, Corruption, Returns, and Tropical Freeze are all excellent fucking games, to varying degrees, of course, uh, and they're an excellent fucking studio, and the fact that they got shit so much for making fucking Tropical Freeze, despite the fact that it is, like, one of the best 2D platformers ever fucking made, I hope they fucking make another Donkey Kong game, A, to fucking spite these Nintendo fucking idiots. But also, because Tropical Freeze was so fucking good. And Returns was great, too. Like, I gotta go to Tropical Freeze. Even though Mario Galaxy holds a really special play in my heart, and it always will. Gotta do it with the... Gotta give it to... I gotta give it to the DK, man. But Sam, Donkey Kong's too hard. <laughs> do people say that? Do people oh say that game's too hard? Yes. Oh my god, yeah, dude. dude. It, it's... You need to understand, Miles, gaming journalists are a bunch of pussy bitches, dude. They can't beat they got shit. Funky Kong now. Yeah, they, they, Funky yeah, Kong, they, they we, still we think it's too hard. We gave them that new funky mode. Literally, the game journal mode. That's what that is. It is, that dude. I think about. I, I'll admit, I actually, I actually prefer the Wii U version of the game to the Switch version. Why? Uh, because because I just I I think like as much as like the quote unquote new funky mode is like, you know, is it, it's not like a big big deal. I just don't like having it there at all. Um, I, I, I I feel it, I feel like. I feel like personally they need to grow a spine and they don't need a new funky mode. They need to get good and they need to fucking learn how to play this game because ultimately what you're doing with the new funky mode is you're bypassing the beauty of the game. Yes. However, you do not have to touch new funky mode. It is simply an option. Sure. But I, 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 I there is value to, there is value to the lack of options. That's why Dark Souls is good. And that's why people I, think that I game's think harder that there than is value is. to the lack of options, especially because you can't make a disability argument with it. New funky mode doesn't simplify the controls in any way. 
It doesn't. It, it doesn't make the game easier or more accessible for people who are differently abled. Accessibility, accessibility, and difficulty should not be in the same fucking argument. I hate. I hate that shit so much. You're not doing that right now, but I'm just. I'm just saying. I. I hate. I hate when people are like, "Oh, you know, X game is difficult. It's not accessible." It's like, no, you're just bad. Accessibility yeah. options are one thing, but the difficulty should not be involved in an accessibility discussion. That you fucking suck too much. Like, yeah, and, and also, <laughs> fucking, fucking new funky mode ruin the fucking speedrun. This fucking sucks. Sucks. Oh, just, just watch a fucking non-funky mode speedrun. Never run. gonna get into another GDQ. Fucking sucks. Yeah, but GDQ fucking sucks. G that GDQ might be a hot take for another right. fucking yeah. day. We're moving Tropical Freeze on to the final four. four shocking. Baby. If you've been with us for the last six hours, if you've been clued uh, last week's episode... <laughs> We are finally arriving at the end of the Nintendo Madness bracket. Representing Quadrant A is Ocarina of Time. Representing Quadrant B is Super Mario 64. Representing Quadrant X is Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. And representing Quadrant Y is Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze. Let's start this with the, the first match. The iconic battle. The, I feel, truly feel like this, this, is, this is it. Right. This is th this is what we've been building up. This to is right the here. fucking battle right here. Is Ocarina of Time versus Mario sixty four. The endless, the endless battle. The endless debate that we I mean, have so I, to fucking settle today. I think I think you're keen on sixty four moving forward, right, Sam? You're dead ass fucking I'm right, right with on you, sixty four. Okay. Well, I've already. I've here. Here's the thing. This is actually going to surprise you, but I was going to advance sixty four too. <laughs> The battle was over. The battle was over so quick. I was going to advance 64 because, well, I think Ocarina of Time is an incredible game. And I, and I do argue the higher this man thing is true with that game, too. I think that it's impressive that 64 was such a, a ground-up remake of what Mario was. And I, and I think its contributions to games is more impressive and is more legendary. And it doesn't matter anyways, because I, I, I genuinely think Ocarina of Time can still win a, thir uh, a third place game. But I, I think that, yeah, I can't lie to myself about this. <laughs> I, I think Super Mario 64 is the more influential game. It is the more impressive game as far as as far as far um, what it's done for everyone. 64's influence can't be felt as strongly as Ocarina of Time, but that's only because combat on the ground with melee weapons has become more relevant to every game than 3D platformers has. And that's just a trend. But you mm -hmm. know what is influential to games? Fucking camera movement with a secondary, a fucking analog stick and analog controls, multiple context-sensitive buttons that change your, your character's, you know, actions based on where you're holding the direction of the stick, whether you're holding a, you know, a, a button or not. Whether yeah. you've you've done a an act a specific action before or after it, like Mario sixty four really did revolutionize games in a way where its influence is so strong it's ubiquitous. Versus like Ocarina of Time's influence really does only exist in games with a significant amount of combat and lock on, you know, and the necessity for lock on and the necessity for a lot of horizontal uh level design and or um not non jump based level design. I think I think games like God of War 2018 and, you know, Dark Souls and all these these 10 out of 10 masterpieces, according to various people, owe everything to Ocarina of Time. Every 3D game owes everything to Mario 64. 
and and I I love Ocarina of Time more than Mario sixty four, but that's not why we're here today. I've yeah, I mean personally, I I've always preferred Mario sixty four. I just like platformers more than adventure games. Platformers to me are just the platforming games, whether it be in two D or three D, are, are, are I believe the perfect representative of what I believe to be the appeal of games. Because the focus on most platformers, and you know, keyword being most, is about great gameplay and how great gameplay can tell a story. We see this multiple times with the Mario series, with Mario Brothers One, with Mario Brothers Three, with Mario World, and with Mario sixty four, and with Sunshine and Galaxy, and there too, right? Yeah, those games tell a story through their gameplay. And that's really powerful, and that shows off the unique elements of the medium. And yeah, you know what? The Ocarina of Time cinematography is fucking stellar, and is kind of in a class all its own. There's something magical. There's something so magical about Mario 64 from the moment you fucking boot it up. It awakens joy. It brings back joy. Ocarina of Time will make you feel ultimately more emotions throughout the experience. Yeah. But I, I, think, I think that 64 ultimately shows off potential. Yeah, and like Mario 64 is a game where people are constantly pushing the fucking limits of what this game is capable of from like... People finally finding from people like for yeah from like a, both a mechanic perspective and just like from a, a piece of art like the fact yeah, or tech. like w- w- yeah yeah from like from like, whether it's like the fucking giga leak that just happened and L really was real at one point in time yeah like or or just like the the technology of things like people discovered parallel worlds like all these crazy programming things like the crazy shit people do to beat the game without fucking jumping and all the hoops you they have to go through and all this tech and weird shit that comes out or or you look at the speedrunning community which the speedrunning community for Mario 64 is an industry in and of itself uh in a small sect of the fucking gaming world uh that people really care about this game i mean Mario 64 was best described by multiple speedrunners uh speedrunning commentary channels which i'm a big fan of like super mario 64 120 stars is the speedrunning main event that and it always will be because there's something because mario 64 120 stars is all about good movement and because you got to get all the stars there ain't gonna be they're very little bullshit's gonna gonna you know change that that's all just gonna be, be about speed. skill you don't need to be a yeah speed. like and and I've been watching uh, great great videos on YouTube. Fucking Simply's uh, Freshman 16 Invitational. I'm like, shit, I want to fucking learn 16 star for Mario 64. Even if I don't want to be a speedrunner, it just looks fun. Because Mario 64 is fun to fucking play. I actually did used to speedrun 16 star, and it was a great time. Yeah, it just looks like a fun 20-minute, 30-minute run. And yeah, I won't be god-tier. I don't plan to be. But it just looks like a fun thing to play. And play the game that way in an interesting, weird way. And like doing these kind of strange maybe and similar with me- melee arguably unintended mechanics like bljs and fucking the tat in hand and all this bullshit dude um uh hyper speed walking and parallel universes all this shit man Mario 64 like p- like i'm sure every game right i'm sure every game has all this hidden bullshit right but people cared to find it in mario 64 because that compels people to play it and it compels people to to dig in and get as much out of it. I mean, I've never seen more. I've never seen blood bleed from a stone quite like Mario sixty four. But it deserves it, man. Uh, it's a fucking great game, and I got to give it to Mario sixty four. And I'm just gonna say, Ocarina Time. I'm getting you third place. Don't worry. I'm getting you third place, baby. All right. No but one gives 64, credit to sixty Mario sixty four. Well, it is similar to Super Mario Bros. Where where it gets all the credit in the world and still not enough. Yeah. People really undersell just how fucking influential and how good, still good, that game is. Like, I think there are people who who just don't know any better or think that Super Mario 64 is 
at, who just has aged as you know maybe a little more gracefully but not as gracefully as it has and they just haven't played it it's like no like this game is really that fucking good still like i'd put i'd play mario 64 over most shit they're also kind of comparing it to future 3d mario games as opposed to just games yeah um i think that's i think that's the same thing with the zelda argument people compare ocarina of time to other zelda games instead of just games in general um and and how how yeah and and that's that's the problem so fuck it now speaking of other of other zelda games we have the eighth seed representing the x quadrant legend of zelda breath of the wild versus the fourth seed representing the y quadrant dkc tropical freeze now i think this is where the blood is going to shed because i'm going in breath of the wild is going to win no matter what i refuse to let it lose before we get into it before we get into it breath of the wild is it's beating tropical freeze right we're all in agreement there yeah i guess so yeah i mean i'm i'm like i'm like i'm like with you tom like it's just a tough it's just a this this is the darling this is the darling we have to kill and it could still beat ocarina of time Here's the deal. Let's let's knock this out now. I feel good taking Breath of the Wild to the to the championship match against yeah. Mario sixty four, but we need to settle this third place. Ocarina of Time or Tropical Freeze? So I actually get the feeling it's gonna be Tropical Freeze amongst. I like kind of want to. I kind of want to make it Tropical I'm Freeze because that game is so good. Uh, it's I mean, so I'm good. I'm, tropical I'm, Freeze I'm, is so good. I'm the only Ocarina of Time holdout here. Is the thing, and I don't know if I can convince the both of you that it deserves it over Tropical Freeze. No, I could. Be I, I mean, Tropical. Tropical, I mean, here's the deal. I, I, I could also be swayed, too. I mean, here, 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 here's basically what it is. Here, here's basically, in my mind, what Ocarina of Time versus Tropical Freeze is as, like, a match. Okay. Is Ocarina of Time it is a, a game with a lot of genuinely great moments, great to excellent moments, uh, and is a really fucking influential game that inspires not only some of my favorite games, but plenty of other games that many other people love. Can all their roots, the roots of Ocarina of Time, can be felt in a lot of video games today? Uh, same thing with Mario sixty four, right? That's kind of right. why Mario sixty four did win out in the end. But Ocarina of Time genuinely has a lot of mid shit for me. None of it's bad, but there's a lot of stuff that's like just okay in Ocarina of Time, and I'm just kind of going through the motions, and it's all in a good chunk of it to me is like just fine. Tropical Freeze is all good. Tropical Freeze is all good, and it's all great. And and yeah, does it hit the fucking? Does it hit the high of fighting fucking Ganon and the collapsed fucking Ganon Tower uh, with the crazy lighting? Does it? Does did Tropical Freeze have anything that touches that? No. But that's one moment in a twenty-hour game, and DKC Tropical Freeze is fifteen hours of pure fucking fun, joy, life, challenge beauty it's the great it's it just a, an, an oral fucking love a, a a aesthetic love of that game a gameplay love of that game um everything everything about tropical freeze fucking kills for me all the fucking time and ocarina of time's got a lot of great moments and it's meant a lot but if we're talking about what's the better fucking game and what game i'm gonna fucking continue to fucking stand until i die because there's no reason not to it's fucking tropical freeze i mean here's the problem is that i've already said everything i can about ocarina of time at this point and I just don't know if, if I can convince anyone that that this experiential game, especially even at my core, this experiential yeah. game is better than a pure gameplay game. Um, because gameplay is, I think, the most important thing in the world. And, and I want to, to that point, I, I'm, I'm with you. I am with you in, in sort of the sense that, that the experience of Ocarina of Time could, could be a game with, with really excellent 
gameplay, which Tropical Freeze has. But to me, Tropical Freeze does not just have good gameplay. It's it fucking great excellent gameplay. gameplay. And it is a fucking stunning, a fucking stunning game, aesthetically. And is in the soundtrack. I cannot fucking stress how fucking much of a genius David Wise is. I mean, David Wise has been a good composer and a great composer for fucking decades. But I don't know what the fuck crack he smoked. I don't know what crack Miku's crack house crap he smoked before he went to produce this soundtrack. But like, I I don't think he'll ever top it. It's it's like fucking you may need to retire. Like you know, I don't think you'll ever be, be compete with a soundtrack in which there's no bad song. There's no bad fucking songs. And it's so fucking every song is a fucking bop and it slaps and it's so fucking good and it fits all the levels and they're good to listen to on their own. They're good in the fucking levels. The game is fucking beautiful. It's aesthetically great and the gameplay is awesome. This isn't if if Ocarina of Time would win over a game like Downwell. Downwell is a game that is very is Jed is a pure gameplay game, right? And Downwell, I think, is Downwell is Downwell is like the only game to graze perfection. Tetris is perfect. We're we're going out the assumption that Tetris is perfect. Downwell is the only game to graze perfection because that is a simple game with a lot going on, but it's fifteen minutes. It's fucking action packed. It's extremely replayable. There's lots of ways to play it. And, but I would see Ocarina of Time, but I would let Ocarina of Time beat fucking Downwell, because even though Downwell grazes perfection, there's a lot more than just gameplay to like an Ocarina of Time. But to me, Tropical Freeze has that excellent gameplay and a ton more on top of it that I think is being left off the table or has been left off the table in, in the discussion up to this point about that game. It, this is hard for me, too, because I, I tend to advocate for great game design. Um, and I think Ocarina of Time has great game design, but at a very, but at, at a level that that's a lot more, um, it doesn't hit it constantly like Tropical Freeze does. I mean, you have more moments where game design gets to shine in a, in a game that is moment to moment as opposed to minute to minute. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and, but the thing I have to say about Ocarina of Time though, is that ultimately I feel like it showcases the potential that video games have to be more than their roots. And it has for 20 years. It has stood as 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 a uh, as not just like proof from because you had games like Final Fantasy VI that were these grand operatic stories, you know, and you had yeah. seven. But Ocarina of Time was a little bit of everything and more um, because it demonstrated what adventure could look like in 3d it demonstrated what what stories and cinematography could look like in 3d it demonstrated what combat could look like in 3d and and combat has only improved from here um you know it demonstrated what enemy design could look like in 3d and and uh and and you this is on top of just having uh you know a a beautiful cohesive experience that is is not even ruined necessarily by like going back to a menu screen or seeing a results screen in the same way that that it would be for Tropical Freeze. You sit down and play Ocarina of Time and essentially every second feeds into itself of this adventure until the moment you're ready to say, "Okay, I'm done for the day." And then the next day you start it up again and it's like a whole new adventure. You wake up fresh in the morning, ready for the next episode of Ocarina of Time. That 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 progression is perfect. The way that, that you can just drop into that game and you control the speed in which they come is perfect. <laughs> you control the, the you control the speed. 
in which in which lobsters die in that in, game. In, so so what you're saying so what, what if we want to extend this 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 if we want to extend to to memes from previous episodes okay. the ocarina in ocarina of time you the player control the speed in which you come in tropical freeze you do nothing but guzzle come for 10 straight hours sure but but at the end <laughs> it doesn't like, stop i think i <laughs> think that's the i think that I think that's the big thing is that ultimately Ocarina of Time is a game that you do get to make your mark on a little bit and you get to make a little bit of yourself, enough of yourself, that it doesn't distract from the actual merits of the game, the actual qualities of the game. Yeah. In a way where your experience with Ocarina of Time is going to be your experience. And I, and I like, I mentioned this about Zelda 2, I like the challenge of Zelda 2, you know, with those things. And we moved on Zelda 2, for, we moved on with Zelda 2 for that reason. But there is something to be said about something customizable like Mario 64 that did win out over Super Mario Bros. Because being able to make your own experience is what games is something only games can do. You have your own trial in DK Tropical Freeze, of course. Your mm. your skills are tested, your limits are tested, and there is going to be that one level that you go, yo, man, I can't fucking believe I cleared that. That shit was so hard. Mm-hmm. But in Ocarina of Time, you're going to have your specific memory of your specific moment that that affected you because you controlled the speed in which that moment came and 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 i think that's that's the thing for me that i find more valuable about a game like that is that when you sit down for dkc tropical freeze you play a game when you sit down for ocarina of time you play out an experience and and i just think it it showcases the potential of games as a medium and what they can do in a more interest it, it it is a more interesting frame um and, and that's why i think that it it deserves this third place spot for essentially elevating what nintendo has always been about which was offering great games and giving us something that actually only zelda games have done from them and will continue to do from them sam you said something earlier about like how mm-hmm. the two maybe it's 2d or just platform in general is like the core of gaming and the appeal right and that's something you said earlier that's that's to me yeah. personally to me personally the plat the platformer is is gaming in its most purest of states and that's yeah. kind of the it's argument every, it's I everything think. that games are what was not that? not that not it that it's i mean platforms are my favorite genre i'm not saying that they're the, they're the best genre that's all personal preference and be in and however you feel and whatever games you like to play but to me like there there are a few there are a few genres of games where it's like oh yeah this is fucking gaming platforming's one of them uh, the the RPGs uh, the RPG is one of them and the first person shooter is like one of them like those to me are like those are fucking gamer gaming fucking games those are games you play when you want to fucking play a fucking game that seems like to be the argument then like Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze not say perfects but like nails better than anything we've played the core of gaming in in that personal perspective where you could politically argue that. Okay, that's our perspective, but like in reality, Ocarina. It's also our list. Ocarina is <laughs> yeah, like this is our podcast. Yeah. To be fair, Ocarina is like the perspective of gaming right now. Is like the three D adventure game it is that's pretty much the core of gaming. Most games that come out are that style. Oh oh ev- oh my god! You know, Tom, you're totally right. Every fucking big game that comes out is a fucking third person open world crafting stealth elements video game developed Ocarina by of Time thankfully is not that but 
unfortunately, it has led to that monster. Yeah, of course. I, I mean, but yeah, but that's fucking all right. That, all right, ooh, 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 it's the cause of that, but it's not its fault. But and yeah, it's not that against it by a chance. If anything, if anything, that 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 that. That brings more merit to 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 what Miles is saying to me. And here's the deal: like I'll just fucking, I mean, I'll fuck if I lose the fucking case because of this, so be it. But I gotta be truthful here. Like I'm a fucking, like I'm I'm fucking out of touch. I'm fucking, I'm 23 years old, and I feel like an old man who's completely out of touch with fucking gaming. Because what I want and what I look for and what I what I look for in great, excellent video games, I I I feel like a lot of the time from like these really big games that come out, I'm just not getting it because i want i want great games and i feel like a lot of games that come out like fucking ghost of tsushima is like trying to be like this aesthetic like cinematic kind of experience samurai experience it's like but how's the game though like how's the game i did i did have a friend confirm recently the game is fucking mid like, like and they yeah, were like excited what, i'm not fucking sur- i'm not like and here's the deal, like, I'm not, and, and I'm, I didn't play Ghost of Tsushima, I'm not trying to pick on, I feel like I pick on Sony on this podcast all the fucking time, Ubisoft's, like, way worse, like, let me just be clear, like, Sony games are Ubisoft games, but with polish, like, with real polish, uh, and I'll give them that fucking credit, um, but, like, that, that's what I want, like, I just want great games from games, because when I sit down to play a game, I want to play it, and... 64 is also a, or, I'm sorry, excuse me, Ocarina of Time is also a, a, an excellent game, as a game. And his experience is also gr- fucking great. But to me, Tropical Freeze is just, is, just, is just a thing of fucking beauty. That's fair. And I, that means it, it, comes, it comes down to Tom. Uh, oh, the other thing I did want to... No, actually, never mind. I'm, I, I'm, I'm going to let Tom have this one. My case has already has also been made. My I can't, ca- my I can't, case I can't is, say any more about my fucking Tropical Freeze. Made. Yeah, I feel like I just convinced myself to pick Ocarina. What?! Because... Because uh, that is what, I don't know, at this point, that's what gaming is. I always think about the Mr. B-Tongue video about Gesamtkunstwerk, you know? I think we've all seen that. Right? <laughs> yeah. And, like, yeah. obviously, like, these Zelda games, especially Ocarina, obviously, like, they really capitalize on story, presentation, and gameplay all together in one, like, really cohesive whole. And I don't know, it'd be hard to put Tropical Freeze over that unless you... And that's, you know, this is my perspective. Like, unless you go from the point that 2D platforming is gaming and that does it so purely. But I think that may be just an old fogey thing to say. I mean, I, I don't, I mean, here's the deal. I'm still right. Like, because I agree <laughs> with you, Sam, fact, I'm but fucking... I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if we'll ever. We're the, I mean, like, here's the deal. Like, we're the fucking minority, Tom. Like, and, like, nobody fucking gets it anymore. People want these fucking cinematic fucking games. It's like, go to the fucking movies, piece of yeah, shit, asshole. Watch it. If you want to fucking sit, if you want to sit, if you want a fucking cinematic game, go to the, go, go watch a fucking movie. If you want to play a game, play, if you want to go to the movies, that's fine. Go to the fucking movies. I don't care. Uh, there's plenty of great fucking film. Right. But like, right. I come to gaming and I come and I open my computer and I boot up my computer when I wake up to play a game. I want to play a video game. That doesn't mean that cinematic games don't have a place. Not at all. There are plenty of cinematic games that have a ton of merit. See any fucking Metal Gear game. That's not five, which five is great because it, it's five, a game. Five has of- merit outside of the story. It's the it's the one that has the most merit, not because of the story. Exactly. That's the point I'm making. Right. Um. Thank you for clearing that. Because uh, I did not want to get shit for that. I like five. I like five. I like five that was too. a great game. Yeah, that's that's it. So 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 Ocarina of Time. I I will I will say this. Third I think, place. I think we are voting specifically on on a list of Nintendo games, right? 
Specifically, um, yes. Yeah, and and I and I think at the end of the day, the reason that Ocarina of Time wins out for the both of us is is just the fact that it it's the game that it's it's the game that that stamps Nintendo's kind of relevance and the reason that they've stayed around this long in a way that that is better than than what Tropical Freeze says as a thesis. But at the end of the day, Tropical Freeze is is the game that is going to age the best. It's going to it's always going to be it's going to be ironically enough frozen in time as it is now and it's going to be just as good 40 years later. And and I think that Ocarina of Time is a cultural victory. Um but as we are going to find out in the next round, it has been surpassed, certainly. Um and and it will continue to be. So so while it wins on this podcast, I think at the end of the day Tropical Freeze is the is is the game that is going to continue to forever be as good as it is. Yes. So Without further ado, after six and a half hours of deliberation over the course of two weeks, our first two-parter, Miles. Yeah, this is maybe nuts. our maybe our last. <laughs> I, 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 you were editing this one. I knew when Miles said, "Oh, it's top sixty-four games." I'm like, oh, "This is gonna be a long one." <laughs> yeah. Thank you for being here, Tom. Thank you so much. We, we would have never. We would have never. We would have literally never settled on this. No, we'd be back in round two still. <laughs> We'd be bitching about some bullshit, some random bullshit that we just glanced over in this round, right? Yeah. So thank you. Without further ado, the championship bout, the battle for the best, the battle for number one, the first seed representing the B bracket, Super Mario 64 versus the eighth seed representing the X bracket, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Now, let me start by, by, by saying this, that genuinely and i'm just i'm truly being honest here before we did when i created the bracket when i created the bracket and when i finished it and when i sat in it for a couple of days when i thought our number one game was going to be i felt pretty confident that all three of us were going to unanimously slide breath of the wild but then we got into deliberations and we chatted and we talked and we really really talked a lot about Mario 64, and as I spoke about how excellent Mario 64 is, it, it reignited. Fuck. That game is way better than I give it credit for. Every little bit of that game is so fucking juicy and so fucking good. And the community surrounding that game, regardless of it, if, you're, if you just like platformers, if you just like to play it, if you want to 100% it, speed run it, do crazy tech shit, look into, you know, the code, the PC, the fact that there's a native PC port of this fucking game because, you know, people care that much. That's awesome. Breath of the Wild is an excellent, excellent fucking masterpiece of a video game as well. And it's a game that shouldn't be good on multiple playthroughs, but it's just as good every time I boot it up. And I, I couldn't fucking tell you why. That game has so much energy. That game exudes so much energy of it's never going to be as good as the second time around. But I've played that game three times to multiple variants of completion in radically different ways. And it's still fucking good. But you know what? And here's the big difference. Mario 64 has proven itself. Mario 64 has stood the test of time. It stood against other Mario, many Mario games that we also consider masterpieces. We had a, we almost fucking broke down 
at Super, at Super Mario Brothers, right? Like Super Mario World, a masterpiece. Mario Galaxy was a game I used to consider a masterpiece. I used to consider better, but I've waned on that. I've waned on Galaxy 2, which again, got masterpiece reviews at launch, all 10s. Mario Odyssey is a game that, you know, Miles and I, you, we didn't really like, and we had a bit of contempt for, but still, a game that came out with 10s across the fucking board. Mario's a game that just, Mario just gets 10s and what he does, but Mario 64 is the one that has kept and earned that fucking title, and is like, yeah, you know what? I'm a fucking 10, and I'm always going to be a 10. Breath of the Wild is a game where I look at it, and I say, this is a masterpiece, but you know what? It makes me very excited for the Zelda series, because there is so much higher we can fucking go. Than Breath of the Wild, we can go. We can soar so far beyond the fucking incredible groundwork that was laid in Breath of the Wild. And Breath of the Wild works because Breath of the Wild's so different, right? We have all these open world games that are filled with bullshit, right? Bullshit. The fucking Ubisoft checklist. Fucking hate that shit. It gives me. It's so obnoxious. It's so tedious. It's so fucking mindless. Breath of the Wild is a game about about fucking breaths. Nothing fucking matters. You know, you pick up weapons and you throw them away. They don't matter. Nothing matters. Like, nothing, nothing matters. You play it. You're in the fucking world. It's a fucking adventure. And it feels like Breath of the Wild was finally made good on the dream of Zelda 1 in such a beautiful way. Breath of the Wild is a ton of merit and definitely deserves to be second place. But no one's stopping the fucking Italian king, man. And that's my, and that's my point. Mario, that's why I think Mario 64 deserves to be the champion of the Nintendo Madness bracket. Tom? These are two games that are like cream of the crop when it comes to physics. I mean, like in Mario, it's more of the fun freedom of physics. And Zelda Breath of the Wild is like the tactile like grip of the physics. And it's it's the first like and you said something about like it promised on on Zelda one. And and what I'm gonna say is probably the same saying the same thing in different words. It fulfills the promise of open world video games because adds the Nintendo tactility and contact and whatever the magic is to these worlds that used to be so sterile and you couldn't you couldn't grab it like you could in Breath of the Wild. But then there's like so much about the game. And this may be the best and worst part of it that I would rather that I could see them improving in a sequel. Maybe that's you know that could be a good thing. The potential of the system they built is what's beautiful about it. Because it is part of it. Because it's all about like movement, but in a, a very different physical way than Super Mario 64. I don't know. I, I, your impassioned argument, though, for 64 is definitely like persuasive. My, my genuine hope, my genuine hope for the Zelda series, and it looks like, I mean, we know for a fact they're doing Breath of the Wild 2. That's been confirmed, right? Yes. Like, we, know, we know for a fact we're getting a sequel, and I hope they continue with this style of game for the series going forward or if they find a way to evolve it in a really smart and interesting way i just feel like like breath of the wild is a phenomenal masterpiece of a game and it makes me feel like so much but i want i my hope for the zelda series is we look back in 15 years in 2035 and we have like breath of the wild 2 and a couple other Zelda games in the style, and we're like, man, Breath of the Wild sucks compared to these games, which evolved the form so much, right? That's what I want. But right? would we be saying that like, about I 64? Feel, you know, 20 was. But like, I want to be, I want to be saying that about 64. Here's the the, the difference. The difference is the difference is, like, is we're not, we're not the, saying that about 64. We're we're not saying that about 64, and, and I don't know, and like, I feel like 60, 64 is like it, it, it is in the same way that like. 
like a Mario world that's like 2D Mario perfected, which I agree. Super Mario 64 is kind of 3D Mario perfected. And they got in the fact that they got it right in their fucking first try. That the fact that they got it right when no, th- when very few 3D games existed, uh, let alone in these you know very fucking open environments. The fact that it's Mario 64, you can go back and it's still fucking fun to play, regardless if you play a fucking native PC port with a bunch of really cool bells and whistles, or you boot that shit up on your fucking N64. Dust that shit off. Talk about an archaeological dig in my fucking room. Fucking pop that cartridge in. You can have a great fucking time, even on the uh, original hardware. Breath of the Wild is 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 an amazing game, but there's so there's so much potential. Breath of the Wild is an awesome game, but it's a game with with a lot more left to say. With uh, with with future installments, this is this is the this is the fucking building block. This is something to a fucking. I think Breath of the Wild is a fucking building block to a masterpiece that we don't even know we can fucking handle yet. I hope so. I just think like they nailed so much, but they nailed so much about Breath of the Wild, and also, but there's so many other little things, right? Like. Like, I lo- like, we all love the weapon durability here, right? But there are some people who fucking hate that shit. And it comes from a place of, like, there comes from a lack of permanence with, like, other stuff to get. And sometimes feel like, people sometimes argue that any, like, the side quest stuff is, like, kind of not worth doing because you can just get a fucking royal broadsword anywhere. Why do I gotta do the side quest for it? And, like, or people bitching about, hey, you know, like, rain there's no way for me to really counteract rain other than just like i kind of have to wait it out depending on the situation and i know you like rain and i like rain and miles I i'm like pretty rain, sure yeah. you like rain too like these are all things we like but i like rain but i don't i don't love rain i don't love rain but breath of i would i would like to, i would like to see i would like to see more counter because that is an interesting puzzle they do it once i'd yeah, love so to see more do ways to counter rain where it's where it's like but and it's just and it's a and it's like a linear section designed around hey this is kind of designed for you to not cheat to like cheese and go over it. You still can because that's how open the game is. And that's what I love about it is Breath of the Wild is a game you can play in a, f- a thousand different ways, right? Like right. there's only so many, there's only so many possible combinations of, st- of ways you can get the stars in Mario 64. There's only so many ways you can technically play that game. However, like it just comes in the, in the pure movement in that where like Breath of the Wild is a, is a game that's like incredible and a masterpiece, but like, for for like you know lack of a better you know way of phrasing it, it like does have you know it, it it does have some like you know not not so great aspects of it and not and not necessarily to us but there are a lot of people who don't like breath of the wild like this game is eighth seed if i was seeding this this would have been a number one seed fucking easy right but right. this was an eighth seed because there are people who 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 don't who disconnect who they're just play people who just disconnect with certain elements of the game and breath of the wild is a game where you if you disconnect with with two or three elements of it the whole the whole the whole jenga tower fucking falls and that's not an issue in mario 64 that's the only criticism i'd lob at fucking breath of the wild is that but i think it is it's i think it is a fair fair point when we're arguing what is a fucking better game i mean these are titan these are fucking the bionis and the fucking mechonis out here these are more, these are games are so, so fucking good. We cannot even imagine, right? Like, but I got to give it a 64. I got to give it a 64. Yeah, a lot of people say like the branding of Breath of the Wild is why people give it 10s. You know, it's got Zelda in the name. And you know what? There's an element of truth so to that, right? Like, I think. Not, not an argument you can make. Yeah. Like, like I, I can definitely understand. Like, here's the deal. If fucking Breath of the Wild came out and it was just called Breath of the Wild and it was the exact same game and it wasn't a launch title for the Nintendo Switch and it wasn't made by Nintendo. Still, the game's still the same and it doesn't have all the Zelda shit. People wouldn't, people would still, 
I think, like it, and they'd still get something out of it. The context wouldn't be there, though. The context wouldn't involve six years. Yeah, it is Zelda. Avant. Yeah. And like there, there's all, all that stuff. It, it, it plays an important role. Context matters, period. Uh, and I, we all like to believe that when we make a list like this, right, that we can just have it be about the games, but it's not. It's about it's about everything, the game, and everything surrounding that, right? I mean, that's how Super Mario sixty four beat out fucking Mario Brothers, right? Like, right. That's how you know. That's why you know we want to that to be the thing, but. As Tropical Freeze shows, like Tropical Freeze is a perfect example and it's totally representative of the kind of list this is. Is I'm really glad that in the final four we got to have Tropical Freeze, which got here by being a fantastic game. That's it. No fucking, no hype machine. No, it's a part of a long running franchise that people have huge reverence for. Obviously, Donkey Kong's been around forever, but there's not of a beloved series in the same at the same scope of Mario and especially not Zelda, right? Like I got here by from true for by true just being just, a truly it was a, by being a tour de force, a tour de force of an excellent fucking game. Nothing more and nothing less. But you can't ask for much more than what what you get from that. But Ocarina of Time, there is a cultural element to that that's really important and it deserves to be in the conversation. Same thing with Breath of the Wild and same thing with Mario sixty four. But I just I, Mario sixty four it just wins out for me gameplay wise it just does it for me and Breath of the Wild still amazing Breath of the Wild's probably in my top fifteen favorite games of all time I don't say that about many fucking games it's that fucking good Breath of the Wild it, by the way let's let me be fucking clear about this Zelda is a series I felt fucking mid on forever. Breath of the Wild was the first one to come out and for me to play it and be like, this is it. This is fucking it, Chief. They did it. Sam, I'm so fucking with you on that They one. did it. Breath. I think Zelda is like one of the most over-fucking-rated series around, but Breath of the Wild fucking is like, this is why this series is so fucking revered. I get it. And who knows if they'll hit the high again. I don't think Breath of the Wild 2 is going to be as good as this one. But, the, but that doesn't change the fact that this... Breath of the Wild is a it, it built the most phenomenal fucking base, the most phenomenal fucking base that, if done right and they're smart and hopefully they fucking are and they understand why people fucking liked this game and loved this game, we can the 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 stars are the fucking limit, the galaxies, the cosmos and beyond are the fucking limit, uh, for what is achievable with the format. Where like Mario sixty four is just a perfect fucking game. I mean, it seems like I'm 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 actually going to be a bit of an upset here um, because we all went into this saying that Breath of the Wild was absolutely going to be number one. And it's and Breath of the Wild is probably my favorite game of all time. But the reason this is an upset is I'm voting Super Mario 64. Goddamn right. I, I think that after everything you said, Breath of the Wild, I don't know if I'll be able to say Breath of the Wild is my favorite game in three years. It might be replaced by two or by whatever comes next. And Super Mario 64 is not in my top 10. But this is not what that list is about. <laughs> this, this list is about, is about Nintendo and their great accomplishments and the most amazing things that they've done. Um, yeah. and, and, and the reason something like Thousand Year Door isn't on here is because we don't think it's an accomplishment. We just don't, like, Paper Mario, Super Paper Mario beat out Thousand Year Door because Super Paper Mario is an accomplishment in Nintendo's ability to write. Yeah, uh, you know, and, and Ocarina of Time won out against DKC because it's it's Nintendo's ability to 
create games that redefine genres and kind of re make people think about what games can be and do besides just jump or shoot gun. Um, and the reason that 64 wins is because it proved that video games will never be constrained by technology. They will never be constrained by, by problems that new tech encounters. They'll never be constrained by, by, by having to design around limitations and design around new challenges because nintendo has proven that with super mario 64 in my opinion nintendo has proven that games can and will be anything and there is not going to be a single technical hurdle or a single leap in technology that someone out in the world isn't going to be able to crack like we talk about how vr is a half step i guarantee you there is someone out in the world who could make the super mario 64 a vr they just need to think they just need to think laterally and figure out how. Hell, fucking Half-Life Alex might be the fucking Super Mario 64 of VR. That's the, possible. The, I, I, and I think it, I I think think so. it might be. And people have, said, people have said that, and I fucking believe it, based on like what I've read and stuff about that game. The thing, I mean, as far as like the VR conversation goes, VR is just not something that everybody... people. The only people who are playing VR games right now are the people who own a headset, and those people who own a headset... Uh, not even money not not even like a financial thing people who play vr people who really are invested in the vr space they want to see it fucking flourish and i respect those people because inevitably we will all own vr headsets i do fucking believe that to be true um when they do become um i mean hell fucking i gotta be honest dude the oculus quest incredibly affordable the the oculus quest is like 300 bucks i think that's incredibly affordable for for the kind of tech and stuff that's in there but here's the deal something like in in 15 they're like dude there are already vr games that are outdated and you can only play on very specific headsets and they don't work with the new technology i mean look at like the connect right like with the connect 2.0 and the xbox one could not play original connect games those were stuck on that specific technology and as vr headsets evolve half-life alex might get to a point where it's only playable on like older older rigs and older headsets Mario 64 is going to be fucking around for fucking ever. Like these games, Mario 64 and Breath of the Wild 2 are going to be around for fucking ever. Well, that that's my point is, is that like Super Mario 64 is, is proof that like if there is going to be a Half-Life Alex kind of game, you know, in VR, like basically like people said, oh, 3D is a ceiling. 3D is a novelty at the time, um, you know, and, and 64 proved like, no, here's the thing. Great game designers and great games only need one thing to exist, and that's people willing to think and rethink, and reimagine, and reinvent, and just generally speaking, invent. Because Super Mario 64 invented things. People do not know what they want until they have it. Yeah, and I think that while Breath of the Wild is my favorite game of all time, the points that you've made about what we've said about 64, it killed Super fucking Mario Bros. in our own own bracket. And, And after effortlessly sweeping Breath of the Wild through, I think it was because Breath of the Wild's merits are clear and obvious to us. While Super Mario 64 is a game that is so powerful and so effortless, you don't even fucking realize it until you stop and actually have to think about it. And ironically enough, I think we owe a great debt to Super Mario Bros. for making us think about Mario 64. Same thing. I agree. I agree. I think if that if that seed didn't happen, I think we would have just swept through Breath of the Wild and that would have won. And to be fair, and I want to give us a little bit of fucking credit here. To be fair, Breath of the Wild is a genuinely better game than Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. It's a genuinely better game than Majora's Mask. I think it's a genuinely better game than Mario World, and it's a genuinely better game than Melee. 
Like, and it's a, and it's a, and it's a better game than Tropical Freeze. I do think all those are true. All those yeah, still remain no, we, true. No, we, we whisked it through not because we're biased, but because we those were fucking easy choices for us. But yeah. I, it's, it's a little poetic, isn't it? That the reason that Mario 64 won was because we were forced to think a little bit about its context and a little bit about whether or not it deserved to be on the pantheon of this. And, and ironically enough, I, I feel like that kind of sums up Nintendo's history in general. It's that we are always constantly comparing their new efforts to... 40 years of lineage um and 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 you sometimes have to nintendo games are surefire bets a lot of the time but sometimes you got to stop and think about okay if all these games are are great to you stop and think about which ones are 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 truly the cream of the crop and which ones are truly the ones that are going to make a difference i think breath of the wild is going to be in history books as far as a turning point for not just zelda but possibly open world games forever yeah i agree but Mario 64 is it has already proven its its worth and its merit in a way that you have to really stop and think about because again it is effortless and it's sort of invisible just how much of 3D we owe to 64. So if we're talking about greatest Nintendo games from a series of different angles, I think yeah, 64 absolutely is the winner. Um, and it it is a little disappointing for Breath of the Wild. We got it here, uh, but. Maybe in a way this is better too because it's sort of a reminder that Zelda still has a ways to go. It's like a bracket format, and Mario sixty four really got fucking tested every round to the finals, and like it went to fucking overtime every time. It, yeah, right. Like, like I mean, like that's that's I mean that's 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 reflect let's, let's back, the, right? The chain here. That like, like through. that's I mean, here's the deal. Like, that's that's fucking reflect back here. Like, obviously being a first seed, Mario sixty four goes up against Mario Tennis Aces, which was a sweep. But Mario 64 had to go up against Mario Brothers, which probably was the most deliberation we fucking had. The entire uh, the entirety of this seven hour fucking event um, <laughs> was like was debating what is what goes beyond that Mario Brothers or 64. And then it had to go against Yoshi's Island and then it had to go against Pikmin 3, which had a ton of fights on its own merit. And then it had to go against fucking Ocarina of Time and then Breath of the Wild. Those are three very 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 hard matchups to get through despite its quality despite its quality that's the kind of company nintendo is nintendo has been around and they've made a ton of phenomenal fucking games we're like breath of the wild here's the deal the fact that a game from 2017 is on a list of games spanning from 1985 to 2020 is very fucking impressive like let's make that clear like a second place is not it's not a loss for Breath of the Wild, it's a fucking triumph. I'll say this much: I think Breath of the Wild really is the Super Mario sixty four of like, of 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 open world games, very specifically. It's going to be a. T- I mean, maybe not the Mario sixty four, but it is going to be a genuine turning point. I believe. I really do believe that. That yeah. that that Breath of the Wild is going to is going to make you know, other developers, you know, on the big on the bigger side because the open world video games are video games now every fucking major game that comes out is a fucking open world game well it's, it's ironic too because a friend of mine pointed out ghost of tsushima actually does take a lot of development cue or design cues from breath of the wild we're already seeing it you can see it yeah you can see it in the in the demo in the 20 minute trailer demo they did where i was yeah. like yeah very breath of the wild that's what i fucking love about nintendo is like and both these games are like stellar examples of it is like they can just do the dumbest bullshit all the time and for decades and decades they have been like the Nintendo 64 in general is an idea that's dumb and ruined them for many years but like then they can just come out with a game and blow everyone out of the water 
forever. Like they all, all these AAA, hundred million dollar game developers play this freaking game, Breath of the Wild, and they're like, "Shit, what were we doing this whole time?" Like they just. Yeah, we saw, well, yeah, like, fuck, I can't believe we were doing this for this long. And honestly, same thing goes for, like, Nintendo. Like, let's make it clear. N like, Zelda was a fucking shitty formula that they aped from Ocarina of Time, and it never reached the heights of that game, even close. Yeah, Ocarina of Time was, was just a thing that they did partially out of practicality. It, it, and it's like, and, and, and like, I'm sorry, like, fucking Ocarina of Time, Jordan Mask, Wind Waker, Twilight Princess, Skyward Sword, they're all different, but they're all the fucking, they're all different, but they're all the same. Breath of the Wild was really like, yeah, you know what? Here's this formula that people love. Let's be real. A formula that many, many people loved. Every time a Zelda game came out, he got a fucking 10, regardless of whether or not it was deservative. So they get what they got, fucking 10s. Breath of the Wild comes out and says, hey, this formula, it sucks and it's shit. And we're going to do something better and different and something that's not going to appeal to everyone. And it doesn't appeal to everyone. This was eighth seated. Let's make that fucking clear. This was eighth seated. You know, most people who went to review this game, which was quite a few people, don't like this game, or or uh, or or don't or don't like this game, or have issues with it. In fact, the version I used of the, of the game was the uh, was the Metacritic uh, for the Switch version, which was eight point six. The Wii U version has like an eight point two. It goes even lower. Jesus, it go, it could really? I could have put it even right, fucking right. lower, and I said no. We got to get this as high. This needs to be as seated as 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 high as as high as possible. As high as possible, given the the stipulations, right? And I was gonna, and I would have done that for any game too. By the way, there's just very few cross-platform Nintendo games. Um, and yeah, I mean, Breath of the Wild is an amazing masterpiece of a game, but Super Mario sixty four is also a masterpiece and is also great, just a little bit better. So, what's the moral of the story? Here? Oh yeah, that's my that's my cue, right? So, the moral of the story is that Mario sixty four is your Nintendo Madness champion. If you think you're wrong, hit us up at if Mikus you think you're wrong. If you think we are wrong. That's why I said, if you think we're wrong. No, you wrong. said if you think you are wrong. We've been recording for, you need to understand, we have been recording for seven hours. Yeah, so you know when, when it stopped last week after round one? Uh, we didn't. Uh, we kept fucking going. So, I gotta, again, I gotta give a huge fucking shout out to Tom for sticking out with us today. I did not fucking think this was gonna be seven hours of content. I thought... All right, this might pass the this might pass Last of Us. This might be like three and a half, four hours. No, no, this is like seven. But we did it. We fucking did it. And I think we have a great list. I think we have a fucking awesome list. And I'm gonna and I'm gonna make a, a template of this, uh, so all y'all at home can can play and discuss. And ideally, we, let's spread this shit around. Like that. Like let's spread this shit around to people. Yeah, have them to put together their own own fucking bracket because i think everything here's the deal i think this is incredibly well seated obviously there are a couple of like tough choices but that's going to happen regardless of the bracket yeah and i'm really glad we were able to do this and i'm and i'm really glad i appreciate i appreciate mario 64 a lot of this I conversation i appreciate nintendo a lot after the conversation we i yeah i mean i might maybe i'll go in boot up some 64 but but that's the thing i, I think at the end of the day we've talked about nintendo at their worst and at their best and I think what we've come to realize is that Nintendo at their best is not is gaming at its best. Mm, yeah. That's a good moral. With with that being with that being said, that's fucking all for this episode of Hatsune Miku's Crackhouse. Miles and I will see you next week. You can follow Tom at Second Look Games, correct? Look. So I'd rather admit the YouTube channel as well at Second Look Games. Go check out his YouTube channel. He's got a bunch of great videos. Uh of course, Second Look. Until then, Tom 
any final words for the for the pod? Thank you for having me on. You guys are killer. Thanks for fucking being here. No, no I don't know many people who would be like, yeah, I jump on this fucking random no name podcast and do it for seven hours. Anytime. Love it. Well, yeah, we definitely want to have you back on here for a, for a proper you episode. Uh, yeah. But- but until until next time take care god bless nintendo anime thighs when she opened up so wide i got a twinkle in my eye asian pussy is so tight i just really want to pipe oh my gosh she got them big ass titties she's only five anime thighs when she opened up so wide i got a twinkle in my eye asian pussy is so tight i just really want to pipe oh my gosh she got them big ass titties she's only five Bitch, I'm about to fuck this cutie, so I whip out my katana And I knock this little bitch out with just one hit like I'm Saitama Why you act like you retarded, like little bitch, I don't want drama I still hit when she says no, don't understand what she don't wanna, ayy Sword fighting with my penis like I'm in a fucking dojo All these bitches want me like my name was fucking Jojo Asian penis is too tiny like it was a no-show Bitch, don't watch your coochie, watch anime with the bros, though Say my motherfucking bitch, I might pull up, give those thighs a little motherfucking kiss And man, if you talking shit, tell Ryuki you on a list Yeah, your sister is my groupie, she take this anime Dick. Okay, okay, like little bitch, I don't care if that fat ass is too deep. Score a bounty on that pussy, you can call me Spike Lee. Putting out fire, getting ice, bitch, I'm Todoroki. And if you got some shit to say, then you can say it to me. Anime thighs, when she opened up so wide, I got a twinkle in my eye. Asian pussy is so tight, I just really want a pipe. Oh my gosh, she got them big ass titties, she's only five. Anime thighs, when she opened up so wide,